This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Beckinsale. And this is a podcast I want to keep recording. Have great discussions to prevent from getting boring. This is our podcast now and forever. Wonderful journey. Ken is here to hate on Marvel. I am here to sing off tune. In the end, I want to keep creating bacon sale with you too. Yay! Yay. <laughs> Jake is really disappointed you didn't sing about him. I could well, see it in his face. How come I don't get a line? Um, I had one in there, but it didn't fit the syllables. So I had it didn't to. fit, Jake. Jake, it didn't fit. Okay? I don't fit. I said you too. <laughs> like fit. I pointed at yeah, both of you. He said both of us. I did. Joel is very particular. If it doesn't fit syllable-wise with... Uh, it's the signs of a good parody. Talk to Weird Al. Yep. yep. Anyway, <laughs> welcome to Big Cell, everyone. I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And Jacob, the and forgotten Jacob. <laughs> Oh, that's actually, just, that's just gonna be my name. The, this the show. original script actually did say Jacob is here to sing off tune because of last week's show when you did the. Uh, that was perfectly. That was on key. Them. That was perfectly on key every but, time. But then <laughs> I was like, I was like, Jacob's not really known Which for his key? singing. So I, anyway, we're going way too much into the intro. But uh, I did want to ask you: Have you eaten Taco Bell? I have not. <laughs> I'm talking to the listener at this point. I, I have. have not either. I have. I had you a have yes, for I had it yesterday. Yeah. You are addicted, sir. I was surprised was by how many people said, "I want Taco Bell now." Yeah. It I, didn't. It didn't happen after a McDonald's show. I felt like I was warning people, but I was trying to really keep it clean and not talk about any bathroom stuff on the show. I feel like we <laughs> should have more to warn people, but no. Instead, they're like. Mm. Don't just order three burritos, everybody, or three bean burritos, everybody. Please it's don't. Trouble, you know, <laughs> don't do that. But you know, uh, you know what Taco Bell is? Tasty, tasty, tasty. Yeah, you you look <laughs> tasty. Are you the new like Matthew McConaughey? <laughs> tasty, 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 tasty. But thank you, everyone, who gave your feedback. It, actually, that was very, very flattering to hear people say, "I'm craving Taco Bell now." It made me feel like I'd done something good. Was it flattering when they're like, "We can't imagine how you live through that much diarrhea." That was not. That made we me. Have, that's three shows in a row. We've mentioned that word now, Jacob. It's, it's I not really my tried fault. my best. A lot of people, a lot of people mentioned this in Twitter and Facebook. Yeah. They did, they did. But that's not what we're talking about today, Jacob. What are we talking about today, Jacob? Guys, it's time for part two of the non-Disney animated movies. Let's get this over with. Yay! <laughs> Kid loves these movies. Here's the thing. I was thinking about this show, and I do enjoy a good number of non-Disney animated movies. Okay. And but I really want to make an apology. Not to anyone out there. I want to apologize to Cinderella. I want to apologize to Snow White. <laughs> I want to apologize to Pixar. To, to Pixar? A, no, to a lot of actual oh. Disney movies out there. That when we did our original animated Disney tiering list, yes, I was harsh. I was really harsh because, well, we can only have so many tier one, two, and three, and so I was really selective. And You're like, take a back seat, baby. A lot of, yeah, <laughs> yes. A lot of the classic princesses, I just kind of went tier three, whatever. Yeah. Compared to some of these movies, <sighs> wow. That's the, the other best. thing. So we we created a list of about seventy movies between the two shows. So we did thirty five last time. We're doing thirty five this time. And Kent and I marked off which ones we hadn't seen yet. And we're like, oh, we'll just watch those before we do the next show. Yeah, we had a month and a half, two months to go. And as I was watching it, I was like, oh, yeah, there's a reason I haven't watched some of these because I didn't want to. We even took a few off like Cats Don't Dance or Quest for Camelot. <laughs> oh, people are going to get mad that we left those off. They're like, I love that when yeah. I was four. Your childhood again. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we did, we did oh. end up watching all the ones on our list. We have 35 uh, non-Disney animated movies. And we are once again holding ourselves to a tiering structure. Oh my gosh, I'm so, so mad about it. Just because we can't give everything a tier two, which is everything than, deserves a tier two. Not a tier likely. three. Oh, a lot of tier three. <laughs> so we have ten tier ones, twelve tier twos, thirteen tier threes. So 
Just know in my heart that there are about six tier ones. And, and this is, yeah. yeah, yeah. And this is based on this list only. It's not, yes. this isn't tier one for if, the whole wide world. If I could rewind time, if I had a time turner or a TARDIS or a uh, Bill and Ted's phone booth, I would go back in time and say, hey, you guys, just take the whole list of 70 and a lot tiers. Because then I can give a tier one to the real tier ones and not have to force a tier one. Okay. Because now they're just comparing so wait, against one another. If you had a time machine, you would go back just so we could re- yes. <laughs> reorganize this we list here. Reorganize yes. And then kill Hitler. So, oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he always comes back. Maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Multiverse. But I believe in the fixed universe, so. Multiverse. Yeah. All right. Cool. We're going to go through it and get started. It? Absolutely. Yes, tier one being the best, tier two being middle, tier three being least. As per usual. So, let part two begin. Oh, I should also give this other disclaimer, as we are want to do. If you didn't live to the first part, once again, we are not including any sort of stop motion or made made for TV or direct to video or any adult or anime or anime because yes. we're saving those for other shows. Yeah. So we took those out, and also just to cut down the list, we're going to beat this list. dead horse. These these are they're such cute names. You guys know that? Notice that it's like these adorable little names. Uh, I'm actually kind of interested to see what you're about to say. Yeah. No, there's 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 nothing else. I don't know. It's just cute names, huh? Yeah, cute names. All right, give us the cute first cute name. An American tale. Fievel goes west. <laughs> That's why would you say it like Jigsaw? Uh, why? Why? Why did you do that? <laughs> yeah, just trying to. I don't know. Yeah. So uh, Don Bluth, we talked about in the last show, he uh, created Five, uh, an American tale, but then he had nothing to do with Fievel's Goes West. Is it that was, true? Yeah. He got ta- well. He didn't get taken out of it. He kind of stepped away, and Steven Spielberg and his company kind of stepped up and said, "We'll take it." And they're not bad. I mean, let's be honest. No, it's not bad. But it's uh, it was released exactly five years and one day after the release of the original American Tale, and the same day as Disney's Beauty and the Did Beast. Did you say one, wow? One year? Is that what you said? Five years. Oh, five years. But let's be honest. But the same day as Disney's Beauty and the Beast. Good <laughs> luck, Fievel. But but here here's the thing. Us boys here, we probably loved an American tale because it was about Fievel. It wasn't about the beauty. And I think I was probably more excited about this one, a sequel to a movie I loved, than Beauty and the Beast. Were you? I think I was. Because I didn't really, you know, for me, you I wasn't like... You did rate Belle as your number one princess. No, it was Ariel, actually. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You were we can't, wrong. We can't talk about that show anymore. <laughs> it's been brought yeah, up in too many usual. weird situations. <laughs> so... A family of emig- emigre, em- emigre, emigrant, emigrant, emigrant mice decide to move out to the West, unaware they are falling into a trap perpetrated by a smooth talking cat. Played by John Cleese doing a bad accent, y'all. And also voiced, That's there's terrible. another voice by James Stewart. Yes. Oh, money's at Bill's house. It's James a Stewart's house. James Stewart's final film role. Really? Is it? This was his final film role. Very fitting. The lazy eye. <laughs> Uh, also, I wanted to bring up the fact that John Cleese, who played uh, Cat R. Wall in this movie, he turned down the role of Cogsworth in Disney's Beauty and the Beast to be in this movie. Yeah, it's a good choice. Maybe. He makes good decisions. <laughs> 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 All right. I'm going to start with this one because Let's I'm mad at you guys because I didn't want to include 10 choices in my tier one. Mm-hmm. And I went, it was between this and maybe five other movies in my tier two category. And I went, okay, okay. Oh, I had to pray about it. Like I wasn't sure. <laughs> and then it when I finally put this into to the tier, non-Disney animated god. When I put this into tier one, tier I was one. so mad at you guys. Tier that one. you forced me to have a number ten in a tier. Let's be fair. Let's spot. be fair here. Joel forced you. 
Yeah. Joel Forster. I just said you can't. I said you can be flexible. I was saying you can't start muddying the rules of how many tier ones or tier twos or tier threes we get. Otherwise, the rules But get I muddied. can't give us something that I don't feel is tier one with my heart, a tier one. But it's a tier one in comparison to the other movies. Yes, it's a tier one movie. In this list. Yes. In the 35 yeah. we have for this show. Then what, what did you call it earlier? It was like begrudgingly or something. You called it an yeah. adorable name. Adorable name. It is an adorable <laughs> yeah. name. Uh, so is Kent, the next one. Kent, I also gave this a tier one. You did? I did. Yeah. But, but Joel, mine's, Joel mine's means more, it, though. Well, mine's more because of uh, personal Jimmy reasons. Jimmy Stewart. Like, we made a movie one time called The Flame Still Burns, me and my buddies, and we used the soundtrack from Five Goes West. My little brother Mikey had a Five Goes West doll, like a big old Fifel he got from nice. Disneyland with like the hat and everything. And uh, I like the girl we left behind. That So where's the girl you left behind? She's waiting with her sister. That's... The weird lyrics, but you get the point. It's a fun song, right? I mean, it's no somewhere out there. No, no, they didn't, right? They didn't catch that. And this only made this made less than half of the original at the box office. It makes sense. Actually, it's Urgh. a fine movie and kind of memorable. You gave it a tier one. I gave it a tier one. <laughs> it's a fine <laughs> tier one. <laughs> I love this. Oh man! All right, all right. From 1997. Oh, we're we- going alphabetical order. Yes, I, I keep meaning to mention that. I keep waiting for like an opening. We're going to go down alphabetical order, everybody. Because that's what we did last time. We did, except for like one or two that snuck in the middle there that weren't alphabetical. And people were like, whoa, you did that out of order. And I'm like, you pay too much attention to our show. <laughs> Someone said that? <laughs> yes. Wow. <laughs> You're like, stop listening. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Keep listening. All right. From 1997. Anastasia. Anastasia. Uh, directed by Don Bluth and Gary Goldman. And starring? Yes. Starring Meg Ryan, John Cusack, Christopher Lloyd, and Kelsey Grammer. And wow. Hank Azaria and Angela Lansbury. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. This is this is a heavy hitter cast. Uh, the last surviving child of the Russian royal family joins two con men to reunite with her grandmother, the Dowager Countess, <laughs> Dowager Empress, while the undead Rasputin seeks her death. I love that you just did your little chuckle. Like everyone who watches Downton Abbey is going to be like, <laughs> oh, he's the Dowager Countess. Laugh so haughtily. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, everyone else is like, what? 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 Is that a joke? This <laughs> is the most profitable film from Don Bluth to date. Here's... Why this movie is an easy tier one. Easy tier one. Okay, go ahead. Everyone thinks this is a Disney movie. Because it looks like a Disney movie. Like they they brought in Walt, some laid off Walt Disney animators. Oh, did they really? Okay. Yeah, and because they were laid off and they gave him this role and it really does look more traditional Disney. Yeah, and the villain is great. The Dylan. Uh, the Dylan. The Dylan. The, <laughs> the villain fits right in with uh, Disney villains. I think Rasputin is fantastic. His song is amazing. The with music. Little, uh, bar, uh, bat, Bartok. What is Bartok. Bartok. Bartok, yeah. I kick her and I punch her, sir. <laughs> but I think Rasputin and everyone kind of has a great song in this movie. The, even the soundtrack feels very Disney-esque. And I would put this tier one Disney. Really? Not just tier one non-Disney. Really? Wow. Yes. That's kind of surprising to me. Yeah. Uh, and the story is, it's kind of funny because as I was watching this movie, because I did just watch this one again recently, because I was like, have I seen this all the way through? And I don't think I had until recently. But the whole story is about this missing Romanoff girl who, you know, w- went missing and they didn't know if she was alive or dead and all that. She's probably dead. After this movie came out, they totally proved she was. They, found, they found the grave, did DNA testing. She never, she died when they assassinated everyone else. You and just broke my heart. It's dark. Oh, it's dark subject matter. Like they actually had to lighten it up. And I mean, Rasputin wasn't even in the same realm as the the Romanovs like it was a totally right. different era but they did that to kind of give it a they didn't want to touch Stalin I guess but it's probably for the best uh, yeah yeah um and uh, this one was actually nominated for an academy award for best original song uh for journey to the past what what is that song which is not the it's one an, on, it's not is that at the one beginning dancing bears mm-hmm. yeah, oh, once upon a one. december yeah uh, I don't know but 
It's not You're the not one to sing like, it for us. I don't remember that one because all I remember is that life is a river and I want it to keep snowing. We and like then, the tacos and we don't. In the, the dark of the night, that's, that's how I find you. Find yes. you. This is a tier two. What? <laughs> what? I'm so sorry. Are you? you I'm going to get so on. much hate he's, from my he's wife. saving it for Shark Tale, okay? <laughs> Shark Tale. Oh. I <laughs> am so curious as to what beat this out besides Five Goes West. I'm judging you for the rest of the show. When is that? Is that different from any other <laughs> this show? This is going to be new. <laughs> no, I, I Anastasia Anastasia's fine. And I like that it wasn't until the song came on at the end. I'm like, oh, that song. I know that song. Every song is great. I don't even remember Journey to the Past, I don't remember. Though. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> I don't remember any other song in there. And wow. the show, it was okay. By the way, Meg Ryan and John Cusack, not really singing. They brought in other people to do their singing right. voice. Christopher Lloyd also. The main, the three main roles. None of them do their own singing parts. It <sighs> happens. How embarrassing. <laughs> How terrible for them. Gosh. But uh, yeah, right. I, I just didn't connect with this one as much. And it's not because it's a bad movie, but I just kind of went, it's a high tier two, but it was a tier two. Next movie is from 2011, Arthur Christmas. Starring James McAvoy, Jim Broadbent, and Bill Nye. Did somebody say James McAvoy? <laughs> <laughs> tier one from Kent. <laughs> I kind of like James McAvoy. Santa's clumsy son, Arthur, gets put on a mission with St. Nick's father. Don't read it like you would that Kevin James movie. (laughs) To give out a present, they misplaced to a young girl in less than two hours. Now do it as the James McAvoy. Ooh, which which voice? Which (laughs) split voice do you want? (laughs) As the beast! (laughs) What? I'll be be Dennis. uh, Dennis. Um, Santa's clumsy son, Arthur. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> Joel, is, this, you give this one a tear. This is not Disney. This is Sony Pictures. Yeah, let's hear it, Joel. Uh, this uh, was actually a... not didn't do too well. It had a $100 million budget and only made $147 million, which if you remember from pre- previous shows, double the budget is what you're going for. Right. Kind of break even. Advertising and production. What was the budget? $100 million. Wow. Yeah. That's a gigantic budget. It is. And, hey, uh, James McAvoy's expensive, okay? It was mostly him. And I did worry Probably. I did worry this was going to be like, oh, what was that movie with uh, Vince Vaughn? With oh, the Fred Claus. Fred Claus. I was worried it was going to be something like that. This was fine. It's it's a tier two. It's actually better than fine. It's a good movie. It is. Have yeah. I revisited it since the Christmas I saw it? No. But I gave it a tier two. It's a tier two. Yes. All right, next movie is Balto from 1995. Balto, starring Kevin Bacon. Woo! We're finally talking about him on the show. And Bob Hoskins and, and Bridget Fonda. And now Cass Half-Wolf risks his life to prevent a deadly epidemic from a, from ravaging Nome, Alaska. Oh, no. <laughs> Risk his life. I Risk gained an accent. <laughs> from ravaging Nome, Alaska. Nome, Alaska. And that's when they have 30 days of night up there and the dogs save oh, them. Oh, no. no. That's where the gnomes come alive, that's I think, a, actually. It's a, it's a and this is Amblin Entertainment Universal, not Disney. And the film is loosely based on the true story. They all know it's not Disney, though. I know, but I'm I'm clarifying which which studio it's from. Uh, It's based on a true story about the dog of the same name who helped save children from the diphtheria epidemic in 1925. This is is one of those that starts out live action, and then the old grandma tells a story in Central Park, and then it becomes an animated movie. This is the one that they realized they had a runtime of like 60 minutes, so they padded it up with some live action on the front and end. It's kind of sad. And so basically, like you said, there was a really, there was like a non-story because yeah. no one cares about Nome, Alaska. So this is a movie no, that... this is a good story though. It's about, they had this diphtheria outbreak and they had to get medicine there and it was a big storm and they couldn't get medicine there. This is the real story. So they sent a relay team of dog sleds all the way to this other uh, point very, very far away and then back with the medicine. 
And so See, that's a fine story. This just becomes about funny animal sidekicks. Well, this is about Balto, who's a part wolf who just can't fit in. Yeah. And then he saves the day uh, by going out and helping the team. And the, like the, the, what do they call him? Dog sled driver. He apparently passes out. You guys both watched this recently. Yeah. yeah. Really recently. <laughs> for the first time. How embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Kevin Bacon movie, though. I know. This was in my blind spot. I did, like I it watched this two too. weeks ago and Can't, it's a tier three. Tier three. Yeah. Even though it's an inspiring, heartwarming story. Yeah, even though they save people from diphtheria. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a tier three. Yeah. This movie is a lie. What? Hold on. Okay. It's a lie. Now you're getting crazy. What do you mean it's a lie? This movie is a lie because in the real world, Balto wasn't a half dog. He wasn't an outcast. He was oh, a hybrid. And get this. He was a man. Balto was, like, so it was a relay, meaning they traded off dogs and sleds and, and drivers. And Balto was just the last leg. That's all he was. He was the one who got the glory because he's the one who drove it into town. But another dog named Togo drove the longest distance over the most hazardous Where's area. Where's the sequel? I want the sequel called Togo. And there actually is what? a huge controversy <laughs> uh, from hold, hold Togo Defenders. <laughs> Wait, there's... Because Balto got a statue, statue in uh, Central Park. And people, was that real or just for the movie? No, no, it's, it's really a statue. I don't Why would he get a statue in Central Park? Central they, Park? Why would it be there? It, they it, saved a lot. I don't know if it was guy. in Central Park. I think it was in Central Park, but they they made a, a statue in honor of the you know the undying spirit of. Man, uh, this makes me animals. feel bad because I actually have a personal statue of Balto at home, and now I'm <laughs> yeah. Gonna have what about Bogo? Togo, Togo, Yogo, Yogo to go. <laughs> but the, it, there actually is kind of people that are very upset that Balto got all the glory because it's not just the movie; like it's in. Folklore. And I'm among them. I'm among them. Joel. Yeah. Okay. But uh, Team Togo, look him up. He's actually the I, hero. I think Disney should make Togo next. And technically, the drivers are, are, are pretty heroic, too, because they're the ones who are driving the dogs, but let's not get into that. No, it's just the dogs. Nope, dogs are All the right. best. Next movie, which happens to be Movies, 2006, Happy Feet, and then the sequel, which, Happy Feet 2. This is another clarification we need to make, that sometimes if the movies are similar in rating, we're just going to lump them together. Also similar in title. And quality. As in the same movie. Yeah, although there's, there's one example in here where we split up uh, franchise. Right. Starring Elijah Wood, Brittany Murphy, Hugh Jackman, and Robin Williams, directed by George Miller, George director Miller. of the Mad Max franchise. Now, Obviously. You, and Babe. You said Elijah Wood, <laughs> Robin Williams, Brittany Murphy, but you did you mention Hugh Jackman, Nicole Kidman, Hugo Weaving, and E.G. Daly, who are some big names that throw that there? E.G. Daly? She's the voice of Tommy Pickles, and uh, like she's... Big names, Joel. Oh, oh yeah. I big mean, names. You know her no, voice. Tom, have you heard it? Oh, Tommy sorry. Pickles. I'm sorry you guys are into <laughs> voice actors and don't know who Jim Cummings and Frank Welker are, but... Oh, take it easy. Yeah, you don't know who any of those people mm, are. E.G. Daly. Mm. Into the world of emperor penguins who can find their soulmates through song. A penguin is born who cannot sing, but he can <laughs> tap dance something fierce. <laughs> fierce had an exclamation point on it in IMDb. Seriously? Fierce. This, this is, a this is the real summary you just read? Yep. That's one from IMDb. I swear I thought you were making Joel? that up. Joel? Yes. This movie is not about what you just read. What is this movie really about? Humans are jerks. It's about, it's an anti-religious, <coughs> anti-capitalist, yes. anti-man, anti-progress. Uh, anti anti-yeah, basically. It is basically... <laughs> It's it's it's, it's corruption force, for your children. <laughs> it's force feeding children political agendas. Yes, and I think uh, Kent 
Ken said he was my favorite person when I wrote my review of this. When I said, "Happy Feet" made me want to club a bunch of penguins, and I don't, <laughs> and I don't think that's the reaction the filmmakers were going for. <laughs> I it, hated this movie. No, like you, it starts off and well, the of course, sequel though, right, won you over. Oh yeah, the sequel. <laughs> oh my gosh, the movie starts out annoying, then it gets well, no, boring. It's, it starts then it starts out annoying handed because it's just pop music. They just take pop music and all the penguins they sing and Bad there's one that dances versions. and he's different in the community. But man, does it go off the deep end into so many weird avenues. Because you know how sometimes kids movies, it's like, oh, this kid doesn't fit in. So we're going to shun him. And this one is he's dancing. They're like, oh, Oh, no. okay." so first of all, they say every penguin has a song. Let's just make that up. okay? And then he's like, I don't don't have a song, but I can tap dance. And they're like, oh, how dare you? That's different. You're weird. And I'm like, this is very forced and annoying. And I hate it. (laughs) It's hard to tell you guys really feel this (sighs) is the worst non-disney animated movie movies ever ever i hate wow happy you just, feet you just happy mean on, feet our, on our list right on our list of 70 i can't say that <laughs> you I can't? can't i can't say that only because it's not on our list because i think it was a direct because video. of anastasia he hates no, that it's one more of dolphin. Yeah, you do. <laughs> it's because of dolphin story of a dreamer that's not animated no no dolphin story of a dream no that, yeah that's the one yeah no that's that's live action morgan uh, no, Freeman's no no in that no, movie. no no not that one hold on Stall- spirit stallion of the cimarron Cimarron, that was it. That's what <laughs> it's just Cimarron. No, Cimarron. I'm right. Dolphin Story of the Dreamer. That's totally an animated one. That's the one where the little baby dolphin breathes in his own farts. <laughs> How could you forget? What? Yeah, it was one that uh, an old co-worker of mine, Dustin Karshner, recommended. And so... Excuse me? He he you know, he recommended. He said, you I like how w-. you call him out by name for the bad movie yeah. recommendation. <laughs> well, because he said, he said, you should watch this. And I was like, okay, wait, why? And he's like, just watch it. And I watched it. And, I, and then I texted him like, what did you do? What did you do? And he's like, that's uh, the worst movie I've ever on, seen, isn't hold it? Hold on. Why was this not on the list? Because it's a directed I would, video. I need to see this movie. It's <laughs> so bad. It's so bad. His name is Daniel Dolphin. And he gets, it's so bad. The animation's terrible. It's just bad. But let's not talk about he, that one. He, he, he breathes his own farts? So he's like, yeah, If I let me show you my special trick. And so he farts and then he, he under he's underwater and he puts his blowhole up to it and breathes it in. <laughs> that's, that's horrifying. We need yeah. a clip. All right, let's go to the next one. Look it up. Dolphin story of a dreamer. Fly, Daniel Dolphin, fly. From 2008, Horton, here's a who. Starring Jim Carrey, Steve Carell, and Carol Burnett. Horton the elephant struggles to protect a microscopic community from his neighbors who Ooh. refuse to believe it exists. Oh, no. But from 20th Century Fox, and uh, this this one's a tier three. The animation looks okay. It looks like a, a Dr. Seuss movie, but I just, I didn't, I didn't think it was that funny. I didn't think it was that clever. It didn't add, like, I, I like the story. Like, I love Dr. Seuss's books, a lot of them. And this one, I felt that what they added to the story took away from the actual story. Like, the, the filler kind of watered everything down. So, See, tier three. I'm, I'm going to disagree with you because I feel like. Because you love Jim Carrey. I honestly think he does a good job. He does. Do I guess Horton, he does a great job. Steve you think Carell a person's fine. a person no matter how small? A person's a person no matter how small. I think Carol Burnett does a great job in this movie. I think it's saved by the voices. The filler is just okay, but it's better better than another Seuss movie we're going to talk about. This is a tier two because the animation's good and the voice acting is really good. Really good? Really good. He does love Jim Carrey. He does. He's Are, crazy now, buddy. Yeah. Now? No, have you seen him? I have. Oh, I oh have. man, he's done some crazy was stuff. Was it the Jimmy Kimmel bit where he comes out and just stares? No, there's no news. There's more. There's we more. don't there's exist. Yeah. On the red carpet at New York Fashion Week. We'll do a bacon oh, bit about it. Oh, I've got to see this. <laughs> All right, next one is 
How to Train Your Dragon and How to Train Your Dragon 2. That's from 2010 and 2014. Starring Jay Baruchel, Gerard Butler, Craig Ferguson, America Ferrer, Jonah Hill, TJ Miller, Kristen Wiig, and Christopher Mintz. I like how you say those last names like I'm supposed to hate them. You know very much how Jonah. Okay, tell me your feelings on Jonah Hill. You know my feelings. What about TJ Miller? You know my feelings. What about Kristen Wiig? Fine. You don't like Kristen Wiig. I I like Kristen Wiig. I like her. No, you don't. Yeah, he likes her fine. He loved her in Ghostbusters. And then McLovin. I'm fine with McLovin. And so this from the first movie, a hapless young Viking who aspires to hunt dragons becomes the unlikely friend of a young dra- a young dragon himself and learns there <gasps> may be more to the creatures than he assumed. Mm-hmm. Uh, nominated for an Academy Award for Best Animated Feature, but lost to Toy Story 3. And it was also nominated for Best Original Score, which you brought up in our scores. You liked How to Train Your Dragon. Yes, actually. the lost to Social Network. And so we do kind of pair these movies together because they are very similar quality. Yes. One Which one's better, though? Two. Two is better. What? Two is better than one. The sequel's better? He likes, yeah. the, he likes the alpha. Is this like uh, two has, Kid? It, well, no, well... It's just better. <laughs> I mean, we can fight about that all day, and we have. But the <laughs> listener has spoken. Your vote, your vote doesn't count. This will be the next. The you next know, battle. it's because of Over the Hedge that we have How to Train Your Dragon, right? Is it true? Because the producer had a success with Over the Hedge, and so she was able to kind of handpick her next project, and she chose How to Train Your Dragon. Okay, here's what I love about the How to Train Your Dragon series. I feel like this is the gold standard in non-Disney animation. They made the first one in 2010. More than Anastasia. Yeah, this is better than Anastasia. You said Anastasia was like the tier one Disney kind of stuff. Yeah, it, it would be tier one Disney. Okay. How to Train Your Dragon is one of, and the sequel, one, they're two of the best animated movies ever created. Is there a third coming? It seems like I heard Here's something the about thing. that. March and 1st. this is why I don't get DreamWorks. They used to pump out a lot of just garbage, right? Mm-hmm. So they made the first one super well acclaimed, did really well, and they waited four years to make the next one. But here's what they, they did so well, is they aged the characters four years. Mm-hmm. And the so then progressed. the story progressed and mm. you get this like really more adult story. It went from like young teen to late teen and they're going to make the next one in two years. Like they're taking their time. Unfortunately, March 1st, 2019. Oh, that is that's such a bummer. Wow. That's a long time. And I feel like Hiccup is going to be that much more advanced at leading his community with the dragons as well. I think these are beautiful and heartbreaking stories of friendship and family. That's why tier I, one all the way. That's why I have a hard time giving it a tier two. Uh, I'm kidding. It's tier one. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I, I put up a reluctant high five. <laughs> yeah. No, these are good. These are good movies. Great. I don't love them as much as Kent, but they are high quality animation and ones that you can watch with your kids and not want to punch yourself in the face. Kent, I'll give you a second on that. As far as this list goes, I don't know if there's anything better. There's nothing better. I yeah. have a, I have one that I like more, but not because of quality. All right. From the year 2001, we have Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius. An eight-year-old boy, genius, and his friends must rescue their parents after the adults are abducted by aliens. It's actually based on three 12-minute animated shorts that were on Nickelodeon. But is he a genius? That's debatable. Hmm. This animation looks bad. Really bad. Like... And I know that in 2001, this was cutting edge, kind of like, hey, look what we could do with computers. We had Toy Story at that point. I know, but... And maybe that I actually heard. No, that's because well, Pixar was ahead of this it. This is apparently like off the shelf kind of software. I think if I remember right. And they were like, look what we can do with this. And so they made it. But it just it they has, made this with Kazaa. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Nickelodeon. Uh, Our new sponsor. It, but it, <laughs> this we was, should get Kazaa. This was nominated for Academy Award for Best Animated Feature. It didn't win, right? No, Shrek won. Oh, OK. Uh, and uh, it was the only Nickelodeon one that was animated that was nominated until Rango came along. 
And it actually led to a spinoff, too, of the TV series of Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius on Nickelodeon. Just as poorly animated. I think we don't we don't need to waste time here. This it's is a tier three. It's a tier three. It was it was okay, but I was just like, man, I don't really want to watch that again, and I don't really care to watch the series, so no good. All right, next movie is Legend of the Guardians: The Owls of Gahul. <laughs> Thank you for saying it that way. Gahul, directed by Zack Snyder. Yeah, Zack Snyder. It sounds familiar. Who's that guy? Watchmen. Uh, Batman v Superman, three hundred. Uh, but this is the movie the one Kent with the really loves him for. Now, Joel, if I may, because I'm going there. What's her name? There What's was a dark time when I, well, I liked. I've always liked Zack Snyder, but he made Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch and Legend of the Guardians, The Owls of Gahul, and I went. Yeah, I don't know if I really like that guy anymore. Starring Jim Sturgis, Hugo Weaving, Dave, David Wenham, and a bunch of Aussies. I never did watch Sucker Punch. It seemed kind of weird. Sucker Punch is actually like... It yeah. should be the coolest movie of all time. There are some yeah. cool moments. Cool action sequences, cool moments. Not very cohesive in the story. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about Running Legends of the theme. Guardians, the Oath of Gahul. When a young owl is abducted by an evil owl army, oh, he no. must escape with newfound friends and seek the legendary guardians to stop the menace. Jacob, are you familiar with how an owl eats? Uh, yeah, with its beak and then <laughs> yes. like tears stuff and eats it. So it swallows the, 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 the mice mm-hmm. and then it will digest everything it needs and then it will create these owl pellets that consist of skin and bones and hair that it then regurgitates up. That is this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it is regurgitated. Did you look up how owls eat? Just they to actually talk this? about it in the movie. Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, <laughs> he's, but, been, uh, he's been waiting to use that for a week. Mm-hmm. I, I actually didn't think of that until just now, and I'm like, that makes so much sense. Because Legend of the Guardians: Owls of Gahul is not only a terrible name; it's a terrible title. It is a terrible no, title. It's, it's, you're right, Joel. It's both a terrible name. It's and a, a terrible, terrible title. movie. <laughs> it's a terrible movie. Like when you think of these, uh, when you think of, when people think of fantasy films, right. they're like they think people are saying, and then he went to the sword of Cathar and cut off the head of Monroar to create the gem of Blekintar. <laughs> and it also, that's, that's what those are actually here's, the words I hear in my head. Here's yeah. what it is. It's almost like the story of a young boy trying to. Reach his potential. It's like a hero's journey. But they went, eh, let's get rid of the humans and let's make them all similar looking owls. Right? Yes. Yes. And it, it, people, when I bashed on this. Because owls are so approachable. When I bashed on this in my <laughs> they're movie. They're not. They yeah. will peck you and regurgitate you. They're freaking weird is what they, they are. are. <laughs> freaking weird? <laughs> <laughs> they're night owls. Yeah. Am I right? But yeah. uh, when I posted my review and tore this thing apart, I had a bunch of people be like, no, the books are good. The books are good. And I'm like, I'm never reading them. I don't want to read them. But, so, but so, Joel, what would you give it? Well, here's the Higher thing. than Anastasia? You guys, you guys. <laughs> uh, let's not go crazy. The score was composed by David Hirschfelder and Adam Young from Owl City. St- oh, it was. It, it was. was. I remember that, too. I was like, ugh, it's too <sighs> wait, on the nose, Wait, guys. wait, wait. We're 10,000 fireflies. <laughs> Hold on. I'm, I'm, weird, they- I'm weird because I hate goodbyes. I and I hate this movie. Myself, what happened to that guy? That was ages Tier ago. three. <laughs> Tier three possibly the bottom for me the very bottom very bottom no under happy no feet. happy feet's lower no, than that yeah. happy feet's preachy owls isn't preachy it's just boring joel tier two you're not giving this a tier it's two zach snyder don't even say it's because no, the animation no. actually don't even say because it's the animation actually i knew you were going to say it's because zach snyder but it is exactly for the animation it's not for the animation. this is a you know the, the movie sucks this is a Stunning looking movie. No. This movie is incredible to watch. In fact, it's not. I would just turn the volume <laughs> down because I didn't care about the story and watch it and go, man, like every image is beautiful. It looks like every animated film I've ever seen. No, no. This is to this day. This was made 
what seven years ago one of the best looking animated movies no, i've seen no it's it's great looking. i went into it going i hope the animation is amazing it was not it, it absolutely was, was. One of the mill and i know there's some some nerd out there being like oh but joel they invented a new algorithm to get feathers to ruffle when air goes past them and i'm like i don't care it looks like a normal owl there's nothing special it looks about like a normal owl. owl wow that's crazy because it's animated a normal animated <laughs> owl. that is impressive basically if you watch sword of the stone the owl on that looks just as good as the owl on here. <laughs> You're ridiculous. You're ridiculous. Uh, all right. For our next movie, we have... We talking about movies today? <laughs> Madagascar. Madagascar escaped to Africa. Madagascar 3. Europe's most wanted. Penguins of Madagascar. <laughs> now, are you going You're losing your voice? Are you going for Jigsaw or are you going for Movie Guy? <laughs> I was uh, somewhere in between there. Starring against. <laughs> Starring Ben Stiller, Chris Rock, David Schwimmer, Jada Pinkett-Smith with Sasha Baron Cohen, Cedric the Entertainer, and Andy Richter. Spoiled by their upbringing and unaware what wildlife really is, four animals from New York Central Zoo escape, unwittingly assisted by four absconding penguins and find themselves in Madagascar. <laughs> Dan, this is a DreamWorks, uh, in case you didn't know. So this is one of the biggest animated franchise out there. I mean, we've had four yes. movies at this point. And they made a lot of money. I think, it was like, I think it was like $1.3 billion, I mean, I it's not right. the wild, let's be honest. But <laughs> Poor the wild. <laughs> I know. Uh, I'll go first on this yeah. one because I gave it a tier one. I, you, I, you're, I think you're too fair to major franchises. I like... I like this movie, I like the no, but there's four movies. By this movie, what do you mean? Well, yeah. I like Madagascar one and Madagascar two, and I like Penguins of Madagascar. You like Penguins of Madagascar more than I thought I would. I was actually highly entertained by those penguins, but I also is it King just, Julian? I really like King Julian. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Every time he comes on the scene, I'm like, yes, King Julian is back. <laughs> Joel uh. loves the gimmicks. <laughs> I like a good character, and Sasha Baron Cohen playing King Julian is a fun, fun character to watch. <laughs> This is a tier two, and it just deserves to be kind of forgotten. There's humor here, tier but two? they stretch it out over four movies. You know what? you have to have ten tier ones, right? Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. There's some good in there. But this is tier two. Nowhere near tier one. All right. All right. Let's keep going. Open Season is our next one from 2006. Yeah, so this one stars Ashton Kutcher and Martin Lawrence. And Gary Sinise and Deborah Messing and, Dil- and Billy Connolly and John Favreau and Jane Krasowski and Patrick Warburton. Wow. Boog, a domesticated... Boog. 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 A domestic... Boog. Boog. <laughs> Boog. A domesticated 900-pound grizzly bear finds himself stranded in the woods three days before open season, forced to rely on Elliot... Elliot. <laughs> a fast-talking <laughs> mule deer. The two form an unlikely friendship and must quickly rally other forest animals if they are to form a ragtag army against the hunters. <laughs> Sony Pictures Animation... And it earned $179.3 million on an $85 million budget. So that's, it did well. That's about $178 million too much. And video sequels. So yeah. Spawned a bunch of sequels. All good. There. Yeah. <laughs> this is a tier three. No, I, not at all. No, this is an absolute tier three. The chemistry here, which should be really good. It's because great. Because it's Ashton Kutcher back in his Between heyday. Martin and Martin Lawrence, Lawrence, when he still had a career. Martin Lawrence. There's nothing Kutcher. here. The animation is bad, I, even for animation. the time. He lost his career way before Yeah, you're right. right? You're right. Yeah. And then they made this movie, and I guess something happened. It made a fair amount of money. People liked it. I watched this one the other day. It's no good. I love it. 
Even now. This is probably my favorite one on the list, guys. What? I'm not kidding. Open season. Open season. My tier three is a tier one for you? Yes. And a high tier one. Probably my favorite. I'm not saying it's the best one here, but it's probably my favorite. Is it funny? I could this be This was a your exception to how you train your dragon. Well, a little bit, yeah. But this is no, funny. Yeah, another no, one? No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it probably is, actually. But I actually think the humor is very, I think it's very, very funny. Um, I think, you know, my wife uh, and I, well, her family enjoys it, but, you know, Boog. Uh, how many fart jokes are in this movie? I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But there's a couple. How many uh, poo, poo in the wood jokes are yeah, there? A couple in there because he he's a he's a domesticated bear Boo. who doesn't know how to be in the wild. <laughs> Look, he's got a poo in the woods. Okay, and he doesn't know how. He's a bear. That's, that's it's, one, it's hard. He has it's to confusing, go. right? Like yeah. if you guys, again, how are you defending? Can't, this? Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. By the way, it? okay. So if you have to go to the bathroom and you're not at a place where you feel comfortable, what do you do? I wait a week. This That's happened at happens. Scout Camp. That's exactly what this movie is. <laughs> he, the bear is you. It's a constipated movie? Don't make this movie relatable for me. <laughs> I am not. I will not relate to open season. I think Ashton Kutcher's funny in it. I think that uh, the, there actually is a touching message. There's a whole scene where the animals rise up together against the hunters. That's really entertaining, kind of a brave heart motif. I like the music. I think it's hilarious. I'm giving this a tier one. <laughs> but uh, I will also admit something else. What? Mm-hmm. That the first time I saw this movie was on a Disney cruise ship on my honeymoon. So very positive associations <clears throat> with the whole vacation <clears throat> scene and all that. So not related to the constipation stuff. No. What? <laughs> what? I have no, no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah. I said there was a constipated bear. That's all. <laughs> and tell me you wouldn't want to watch that movie, Jacob. Why would that have anything to do with this honeymoon? <laughs> Jacob. <laughs> That's what I was asking. That's why I was asking. Why are these things related? No, it's just funny. Like, cause you just, you just, you know, just chilling. It's playing on rotation on the TVs. They have a bunch of different movies. And this is one, this one and flushed away. We're playing a lot. We didn't really care much for flushed away, but this one we really enjoyed. Well, okay. of course you loved it there. Yeah. Yeah. Jacob, have you seen this one? No, I have a copy. You can borrow it. Oh yeah. No yeah. need. <laughs> can we do it on the next sleepover? <laughs> yes, we can. We have about 47 movies to watch on our sleepover. If the reverse listener is not keeping night. track of uh, what movies we need on our sleepover, I will be very disappointed. That's a challenge. No, it's not. <laughs> it is. That's a reverse listener. Uh, and the next movie is Rango from 2011. Directed by Gore Verbinski. <laughs> you can say that with a question mark. Gore Verbinski? Director of The Ring and Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. And then he does Rango? Starring Johnny Depp, Isla Fisher, Bill Nye, Abigail Breslin, Alfred Molina, Harry Dean Stanton, and on and on and on. Oh, Timothy Oliphant's in this. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, well, I like it now, except I don't, because it's a bad movie. <laughs> Rango is an ordinary chameleon who accidentally winds up in the town of Dirt, a lawless outpost in the Wild West in desperate need of a new sheriff. Won the Academy Award for Best Animated Feature, because nothing else good came out there. Yeah, year. what else came in 2011? I don't remember. I, I read the list and went, yeah, probably Cars Rango. 2, maybe? Maybe. It just wasn't a good year for animated movies. And this is Nickelodeon movies. Did it feel like Pirates of the Caribbean, like light? Well, this felt like every kind of Western. This was kind of Five Goes West. It's almost every Western out there where an unlikely person comes in, becomes the sheriff because of a lie, and then kind of just... Wait, wait, wait. Is it this guy that fails on... uh, Crap. The the other Johnny Depp Western. He fails on crap? What's what's the one that uh, once upon a time in Mexico? No, Dead the, Man. The, no, the one a few years ago. Lone Ranger. Lone Ranger. Thank you, Lone Ranger. That wasn't in Mexico. That wasn't Verbinski, was it? I think it was. It might have been. Was it? Because that would make sense. Why? Yeah, because he, he likes to work with Johnny yeah, Depp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, this movie was almost rated R. Because it swears. Because they smoke. Really? Rated R for that? They, they they had a petition going around trying to get this an R rating instead of PG because of the smoking. 
Sometimes the MPAA is just broken. Old Disney so movies, though. I mean, they have smoking all the time. But nowadays, like, you notice every time you put in a DVD and it has those ads at the front of smoking is bad. I'm a camel. And that's because they're going to have smoking in the movie. Every okay. time I'm like, oh, kids, there's going to be smoking in this. Don't smoke. So I avoided this one like crazy when it came out because I was done with Johnny Depp. I just wish he would go away. And I was like, get out of kids movies, man. You don't belong there. Mm-hmm. And so I only watched this a month ago. And I have to for say, for the first time, for the first time. Oh, wow. well, then. And I have didn't to say, I didn't mind it at all. In yeah. fact, for me, it's a lower, non deserving tier one. Oh, oh that's not cool. I, I know it's not cool, <laughs> but you know what? It's better than most on this list because it is clever. If you had seen it in the theater and there was like anticipation to see this, you're right. You would be. But because more I, if, you, if you watched it at home and weren't, you know, really sleepy, <laughs> exactly might, what I did. Yeah. No, because I expected nothing from it, I was like, oh, it's a really pleasant surprise. And I, I didn't mind it at all. It's a tier two. I don't have much to say That's about fair. this one. It's kind of run, run of the mill. The animation does look kind of cool. It does look cool. But overall, it's And like, the villains yeah. are fun. Like, yeah. But it just wasn't great. I, yeah. I like the homages to all the other movies. Like, you know, all the other ones by Time in the West, Racing Arizona. Like, they had a bunch of kind of references there. But right. overall, I was like, me tier two. All right. Next movie is Rio and Rio 2. All right. So, Joel, I know you're going to fill in the rest of the gaps, but the two biggest stars of this movie are Jesse Eisenberg, who is not really made for animated movies, and Anne Hathaway. Is he made <laughs> for any movies, though, really? Come on. He's, he's pretty well, good. Well, you did miss out Jermaine Clement, who is the best part of Rio. Oh, yeah. You're right. He's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, and this one, when Blue, a domesticated macaw from small town Minnesota, meets the fiercely independent Jewel, he takes off on an adventure to Rio de Janeiro with the bird of his dreams. Did this movie do so well that it deserved a sequel? Yeah, it made money. I mean, it said it made, oh yeah, budget of, or no, made $484 million. Wow. Yeah. This is the Ice Age guys, right? And World, and Rio 2, yeah. Rio 2 made $500 million. So it surpassed its predecessor. Dude, do, do people hate their kids? Do they just take them to anything colorful? It's with not funny bad. animals. It's not. It's not a bad movie. It's tier three. No, no, no. Like it, I thought. Like is, why? Why bother with this one? This is a tier two movie. Really? Jermaine Clement alone makes it worth watching. And actually, uh, uh, so you just need one funny voice in the movie to make it. I need a good character. Okay, just one good character. Yeah, instead of just you know rolling tumbleweeds and a chameleon. To give it a tier one with Kent. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're really going to hold that against me. A little bit. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg actually was filming this. Like he'd go and record the voices for this on the weekends while he was doing the social network, I believe. Wow. So really, a really kind of dark movie. And, then and that's what he was going for. One. He's like, I need to just something fun to kind of get out of myself. Like I, I feel like it's colorful and there's lots of wacky animals, but that's about all there is for me. And it was originally rated PG, but then they, they did some edits and resubmitted it and got their G rating. So no one is smoking. Is that what you're saying? Apparently. Apparently. Uh, you yes. guys do not have a lot to say about this one. No, it's it's okay. It's tier two. I feel nothing for it. All right. Better than Happy Feet. It is better than Happy Feet. From 2012, we have Rise of the Guardians, the goats of Gahuli. <laughs> <laughs> the goats? And yeah. until I, I hadn't seen either one of these until we started doing this show. And I always got them confused with Rise of the Guardians and Legend of the Guardians. I will never let that get confused again. Why is that? Because Rise of the, the Guardians goats and the owls are very rises, different. It rises above Legends of God. So this this uh, movie stars Hugh Jackman, Alec Baldwin, Ida Fisher, Jude Law. Yep. And then when the evil... Oh, Chris Pine. Oh, Chris humans. Pine, yeah, the main guy. Uh, when the evil spirit Pitch launches an assault on Earth, the Immortal Guardians team, made up of Santa Claus, Easter Bunny, Tooth Fairy, Sandman... Uh, team up to protect the innocence of children around the world. I watched this movie with my kids uh, maybe two years back. And, you know, like when you watch movies with your kids, you don't pay attention. 
you just kind of let it play in the background and hope that it's kind of good content. Listen for swears. Listen for swears. Exactly. <laughs> and so I didn't really watch it. So I said, I'm going to watch this one again. I watched it about three weeks ago. Man, it's a good movie. It's really? actually surprisingly the gimmick, good. Because the gimmick is all like uh, Jack Frost needs to join all these guardians like Santa, the Easter Bunny, uh, Mr. Sandman. But they're kind of the non-traditional Santa, Easter Bunny. Like yes. The, uh, well, Santa, I almost thought Santa's I was a Russian with tattoos. Like, Easter and that bugged me for a little bit. And then I'm like, you know what? But that's the thing. They they really give credit to the tradition and all the folklore and everything like that. And then Pitch tries to take everything over. And it's the animation is great. The characters are actually great. So a good movie or a good or a good kids movie or actually a good movie? Good Both. Movie. Yeah. 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 Nice. My kids liked it. I enjoyed it. And I actually have a personal connection with this one, guys. One of my coworkers currently, he worked on this film as as a he did surfacing oh, really? on the animation. Oh, very he's cool. worked, he actually worked on uh, Penguins of Madagascar, Kung Fu Panda 3, Cars 2, and he does surfacing, which I got a whole tutorial today about, uh, which is he gets essentially the models come in, just these blank canvases, not blank canvases, but it's like a 3D model thing, and then he paints them and puts textures on them. And so he did uh, like for... So like people do on Warhammer toys, is that what you mean? Like they just kind draw of action figures? Like it's, but he's going in there and like doing shading and, and putting textures on there, putting hairs on. Like that sweet job. Well, he and he said like he did uh, in Penguins of Madagascar, he did like the mutated penguins. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it was the one with the tentacles. And he showed me on his computer kind of how he's creating them. And it took him months to do one character. And they, it's, it was he was showing me all this stuff. And it's amazing to me. They take these animated people and they they kind of create them so that the animators can do whatever they want with them later on yeah it's like building a model and then putting it in a set and he also built the set in like kung fu panda 3 so it was really cool to see and i was kind of like hey i really liked your i, I came in the next day and i said i watched your and movie. it's kind of nice that you can I actually not lie and be like no your yeah. movie was cool because pitch uh is a isn't a really good villain like yeah he is and he's got this texture thing going on like this black uh sand essentially i think is what it is yeah it looks great. It's he's a great villain, and so he makes the rest of the movie up. This is a tier one. Yes, this one totally passed me by. So maybe I'll keep an eye out for it. It's fun, and it's not a Christmas movie, so you can watch it any time of the year. Next movie from two thousand and five, Robots. <sighs> Why the gasp, Joel? That was a sigh. A gasp is. <gasps> <laughs> Why the sigh? It's the Robin Williams starring Ewan McGregor, Halle Berry, Greg Kinnear, Mel Brooks, Amanda Bynes, Drew Carey, and Robin Williams. In a robot world, <laughs> a young idealistic inventor Mm-mm-mm. travels to the big city Mm-mm-mm. to join his inspirations company, only to find himself opposing a sinister new management. I don't even care. Tier three. <laughs> <laughs> malfunction. Yeah, there was a malfunction when they made this movie because they, the animation looks weird. Like they're trying to be creative and I, I'm, I'm fine with well, creative. Like it's like gears and stuff put together. Yeah. Like there's some creativity here. But then just the story is not great. There's no heart. They spend so much like time. They're robots, Joel. On fart yeah. jokes. Fart jokes oh, are robots. listen, open and season. No, no. <laughs> listen. There's an entire character whose sole purpose is to have a giant butt that she knocks things over with. That's not funny. That was Kent's favorite part. I gave it a tier two. You did not. But it's like the very bottom of tier two. Oh, I, give, I, I give it a tier two. I ranked him oh. the very bottom of tier two. There's plenty you of stuff on no. tier one and tier you two. You put Robin Williams in any animated movie and it's at least a tier he two. He couldn't save it. He couldn't save oh, it. He wasn't good. So wait, Jermaine Clement can he was save Happy Rio, feet. but he Robin Williams? Robin Williams was in Happy Feet. You want to track your statement now, punk? <laughs> Whoa, take it easy. Uh, we all he, make mistakes. Okay. <laughs> Robin Williams made mistakes. But it made so much money, this one did. It made $260 uh, million on a $75 million budget. So it, oh. did, it did well. 
but it's that's the Robin Williams name probably more it's, than anything. It's a higher tier three. Like I, I, I didn't absolutely higher hate tier it. three for me. It's bottom tier two. I don't think we've ever said tier that. three. Yeah, but it didn't it didn't make it in my tier two. So. All right, next movie, two thousand and four, Shark Tale. <laughs> what a waste. Starring Will Smith, Robert De Niro, Renee Zellweger, Angelina Jolie, Jack Black, and Martin Scorsese. DreamWorks Animation. This just quickly followed Nemo, right? Wasn't this like shortly thereafter? Yeah. And yeah. When, yeah. When a son of a gangster shark boss is accidentally killed while on a hunt, his, <laughs> his, <laughs> I like this. Keep going. His would-be prey. And if, <laughs> I can't do this because Joel's judging me. And his vegetarian Whoa. brother both decide to use the incident to their own advantage. If you could hear that, I was just... <sighs> it's a gangster story for kids. And yeah. this... If you watch this movie, you don't think that this came out after Finding Nemo because Finding Nemo looked like fish in water with textures and beauty. It was amazing to watch. This movie looks like it was made with the same software that made Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius. No, it actually, have you seen those clips where they kind of show just certain parts of this and they're just unrendered, like like un, purposely unfinished? Yeah. Like they just rush this movie out. And it feels like, because in Nemo, it feels like they're floating in water. And this one, it just looks like they're floating, like in the air. Like there's no water. This is one them. of those movies where instead of being fish, it's a gangster movie where they're sitting at a diner at a table. Because they're anthropomorphic and they're supposed to be people. They did have the, the one little uh, little shrimp guy. He was funny when he's like, my father uh, died and then my mother, she also did died and then I had my baby. And like he's trying to plead for Don't his life. Don't give this movie any credit. That was the only part where I went, oh, that's funny. No, like We have Robert De Niro in this movie. I mean, granted, he, he hasn't made anything good in 20 years. Anything. <laughs> yeah. But and this they, was they gave like, a shark a mole. Ugh. Man. But sh- the thing is, well, I will, okay. Will Smith... He played a completely different character. Nope, nope. It was the same character Woo! he always plays every <laughs> single time. No, no. I was just watching that whale, man. Oh, Ugh. it was uninspired puns and just a bland, real bad, un like approachable, not approachable. Just the storyline. You couldn't really unrelated. Really, so unrelated really I've talked about this before. Like great white sharks are my greatest fear. After I saw this movie. Shark Tale is my greatest fear. <laughs> this is a tier three. At the premiere, by the way, they did it at the, the Plaza San Marco in Venice, Italy, with the largest inflatable screen in the world, measuring more than six stories tall and over 39,000 square feet. It required 50 tons of water for stabili- stabilization, and it was just a big show. Like, I for felt like this was, movie. this was DreamWorks saying, look how cool our premiere is. We're in the show business. Because we have a worse movie and we have to do something to draw crowds. No good. Tier three. All right. The next movie from 2001 and 2004 is Shrek and Shrek 2. Wait a minute. Aren't there four Shrek movies, Kent? Yes. Yes, there are, Joel. But we decided that we could split these up into Shrek 1, Shrek 2, and then Shrek 3, Shrek 4. Shrek forever after. (sighs) So I'm going to read the synopsis of the first one. After Swamp is filled with magical creatures, Shrek agrees to rescue Princess Fiona for a villain. You're not going to do this one with a voice? Out of all the movies? Out of all the movies. This is the one you don't do a Shrek voice. Do I do Donkey? Do I do Shrek? What do I do, Joel? Do do Shrek. Joel's got it. I want to hear your Shrek voice. No. Do it. No. Do it. (laughs) You're already primed. You're ready. No, I'm not. (laughs) No, I'm not. Okay, go. (laughs) No, this is yours. Please. No, no, King. you're waiting to make fun of me. King, no. King Farquaad or whatever his name is. Good job. Good job on yeah. that one. Go ahead, kids. 
So this movie stars Mike Myers, Eddie Murphy, you didn't Cameron finish, Diaz. You didn't finish your, your synopsis. Oh, I was done. Yeah, that was it. No, you, you didn't do the, uh, for a villainous lord in order to get his land back. How, how do you, would you say that? Like Shrek. <laughs> Don't get after me, Kent. That's my... Uh, That's Mike, pretty my, good. No, I can't do a Shrek very well. Yeah, neither. I mean, come on. You didn't even try, though. Yeah. Hmm. Heed. Uh, Chris Farley, actually. Look at the size. Chris Farley was the original choice for Shrek, and they recorded 80 to 90% of his dialogue before he died. So they really? Had, they had a, yeah. They, and if you oh, actually, at, I've seen the video, and it doesn't. It's like an, a really aggressive. I mean, Shrek is an aggressive character, yeah. But it's a mean character. But then when Mike Myers came in, he said, "Scrub the character." He says, "I don't want to do anything Farley did. I want a completely different character because I don't. I can't do Farley." Wow. So they made it into this, and he was doing his normal voice for a bit, and then he switched into the Scottish and went, "That's the one I want to do." So they had to re-record. That's again. like his like mainstay, right? Like the Scottish voice. He just does that all the time. Right. No, I mean he did he did it in So I Married an Axe Murder, which was hilarious. Yeah. And then he did it in this movie, which was which is pretty good. And then when he was doing it in Austin Powers, it was kind of like, okay, whatever. But uh, this won the first ever Academy Award for Best Animated Feature. Shrek is the first. Two thousand one is when they first gave that. Yeah, the first ever award when they gave that out. Did Keep in mind, like for this movie, Beauty and the Beast was nominated for actual Best Picture back in ninety three. Yeah. And, but this, you know, that's actually not bad for yeah. Shrek, which is an anti-Disney movie. That's the whole point of this movie. Yeah. Like, it's it's like Triple X when it's like the guy in the tuxedo gets killed at first because the new stuff's in town. Right. This one's in. And Shrek is one of the few, I think there's like 16, yeah, there's 16 fictional characters with a Hollywood Walk of Fame star. And Shrek is Shrek one Shrek has one? He's among the ranks of Big Bird, Bugs Bunny, Donald Duck, Godzilla, Kermit the Frog, Mickey Mouse, and a bunch of others. He probably deserves it. Yeah. He kind of does, just money-wise. Yeah, Shrek 1 and 2, these are tier 1 movies, and I think Shrek 2 is the better movie as well. I would actually wholeheartedly agree with you, Kent. Really? Tier 1. Okay. Two, uh, Shrek 2 being the best one. Nice. And and actually, soundtrack-wise, I mean, I know I shouldn't say this because Smash Mouth didn't do extremely well in our bracket, <laughs> <laughs> but like they're fun soundtracks. They are fun. I And that's the sad thing about this list that we're doing today. Out of the 35 movies we're doing, the most memorable soundtracks, the most memorable songs come from Shrek. That's sad. I mean, yeah, they're fun. They're just overplayed. Right. And it's popular music. Come on. All right. So let's go to Shrek 3 and 4. This is where they switch directors uh, completely for 3 and 4 because they have the same for the first two. And it shows. These are both tier three. These, in fact, Shrek Forever After is is the lowest grossing Shrek film, which is funny because normally sequels you see the upward trend of people are now in the audience and they want to go, and this went down because they're lower in quality, they're lower in story. Tier two, tier well, three. They'd already seen three. Shrek th- uh, the third. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, Shrek so. the third is easily the lowest point of the franchise, and then four try to like drag it out of the mud. Well, four has the whole "It's a Wonderful Life" twist where it's like, yeah. what would happen if Shrek wasn't around? Nope, it's too Scottish. I gotta pull that back. Okay, we'll we'll work yeah. on it. But no, yeah, th- these together. are we got you. Yeah, <laughs> Jacob, are, I want to hear your Shrek, Jacob. No, uh, these are easily <laughs> tier three, and I think even though they finished, like they closed the book on Shrek Forever After and said, "Well, that's the end of this story." They're they're thinking about making a sequel at this they point are. because it's been a while. I guess a planned release for twenty nineteen or twenty twenty. Ugh. Next movie from nineteen eighty two, Secret of Nim, the movie that made every kid cry. Oh, except Ken. Get terrified. Uh, this is a Don Bluth in his directorial debut, Ooh. starring Elizabeth Hartman and Dom DeLuise. To save her ill son, a field mouse must seek the aid of a colony of rats with whom she has a deeper link than she ever suspected. And it's actually based on Robert o- Robert C. O'Brien's 1971 children children's novel, Mrs. Frisbee and the Rats of Nim. 
Oh, really? She was Frisbee in the book, but then when they got there and, and said, well, that's pretty close to a, pretty close to like, you know, the toy Frisbee. I'm doing gestures. You can't see them. But I can. They I can went, see They actually fine. went to Frisbee and said, hey, can we use this? Is that going to be a problem? And they were like, don't use it. So they had to change to Frisbee and they were already, Lame. they've already recorded a bunch of it. And so then they had to go back and re-record Frisbee instead of Frisbee. Wasn't it kind of refreshing for you to see a mom be like the protagonist in this movie? It was just strange that it was like, you know, we have the secret of Nim and we have this mother of a young son leading this entire movie. With pneumonia. I feel so bad for a little right. boy. And then she has that medallion that makes her strong. I think we all kind of wanted to wear that because right? it was cool. And this, do you guys know Nim is a real place? Oh, is it what? Like the secret of Nim, it stands for National Institute of Mental Health. And what? it's a real place that is still in existence. So when they say the secret of Nim, they're talking about this facility where they did experiments on animals, I guess. And they've talked about doing a sequel uh, ever since. Yeah, it's kind of like when the they CGI made the Dark one. Crystal and it became this big cult classic. Mm-hmm. Same with this one. Yeah, when they made it, they're like, oh, they're going to do it again. <laughs> Wait a minute. Did. So I would like to see a sequel. Uh, but then again, we don't see a lot from it. This is uh, Amblin, not Amblin. It's uh, Bluth. What, what's this? The Bluth Dumbly. studio? Dumbly okay. Productions. Do they even make movies anymore? No, no, they went no. they went bankrupt later on. We'll talk about that. Oh, it's, going. it's tier one, tier one. Yes, yes. We should. We should oh yeah, yeah. All the yeah, it's a tier, yes, one, it's tier one. High five. All right. Next movie is from two thousand and three. It's Sinbad: Legend of the Seven Seas, starring Brad Pitt, Catherine Zeta Jones, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Joseph Fiennes. The sailor of legend, but with a different ethnicity, is framed by the <laughs> goddess Iris for the theft of the Book of Peace and must travel to her realm at the end of the world to retrieve it and save the life of his childhood friend, Prince po- Proteus. The, the lightning thief? Well, it's funny because Sinbad in legend is Arabic. Yeah. And uh, they made him like a Super Greek white. pirate in this one for no real reason other than I think they wanted Brad Pitt to lead it up. And really, everyone seems to be phoning in, phoning in in this movie, except for Michelle Pfeiffer. No, she's great. Michelle Pfeiffer is the saving grace of this movie. And I will say, I watched this one for the first time a month ago. As did I. And I was like, wow, the animation in this, because it's the same studio as the, of the Prince of Egypt. And I was like, the, the animation is incredible. Mm-hmm. And then the movie just kept going and then just got worse and worse and worse and didn't even have good mythology in it well in the poor animation once again they were trying so hard to be cutting edge and so yeah. all the monsters are cg whereas it's traditional hand-drawn and the rest of it mm-hmm. and they look bad like uh-huh. when the kraken or whatever it is comes in and starts destroying the ship it's like oh that looks terrible so this is a tier three for me and i had high hopes for it and do you want to hear my movie blurb that the poster quote that let's I wrote? hear it let's yes. hear it tries to be righteous good but turned out to be sin bad <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. Well, well done. Thank you, thank you, everyone. I didn't thank see that. you. I was wondering where you were going. Uh, <laughs> this actually, DreamWorks suffered a hundred and twenty-five million dollar loss on this film. Wow, nearly bankrupted the company. But I'm still going to give it a tier two. I didn't think it. Why? Was, I didn't think it was as bad as some of the other ones that I gave a tier three. And this is one that kind of got bumped up because in this list, compared to some others, it's a tier two. Okay, but it's yeah, definitely it. one of the lower rank ones overall. Yeah. All right, next up, one of Ken's favorite movies from last year, Sing... No, it's just Sing. Don't say Sing Street <laughs> in reference to this movie. They're the same movie. That's what you said. Starring Matthew McConaughey, Reese Witherspoon, Seth MacFarlane, Scarlett Johansson, John C. Reilly, Taron Egerton, and Tori Kelly. Who's Tori Kelly? 
In a city of humanoid animals, a hustling theater impresario's attempt to save his theater with a singing competition becomes grander than he anticipates, even as its finalists find out that their lives will never be the same. If you love singing competitions and, and aren't tired of them, you'll love this movie. This was like the 19th anthropomorphic animals movie from last year. Or 60, as they say, humanoid. The film features 65 <laughs> pop songs. And the rights wow. to those cost 15% of the budget just Jeez. to get the rights to those songs. And, uh, but it did do well. It made 623, four, $632 million against a budget wow. of $75 million. So it did quite well. It's yeah. by Illumination Entertainment. And, and it's getting and, a um, sequel. Yes, it is. I was going to say that it did that but well. It's got it probably t- would. Just more songs. Ken, did you know Taron Egerton could sing? I didn't. Because he's, uh, he's the main guy in uh, Kingsman. Yeah. And uh, he actually is the voice of the gorilla, the younger, the boy gorilla in this one. He can sing. He has a good voice, like surprisingly good. And Reese Witherspoon does a fine job as well. And ScarJo tries to have a singing career again. Again? Yeah, she's, she's kinda, yeah, she's tried like nine times. She's the weak really? link in this movie. I'm giving this a tier three with an asterisk. What? What does that mean? I, ha- I give it a tier three, but my wife made me say this. <laughs> I was in a very bad mood the night we watched this movie and she thinks that may have influenced my liking of it. And I can attest to the fact that yes, I was in a very bad mood when Joel, we watched this movie. Joel and Joel's wife, if I may, I believe that you have pretty good movie taste. Thank you. And I don't think your bad so you think mood would... a tier one? No. I don't think your bad mood... I thought you said he has the worst movie lists ever. Wasn't I'm that pretty a sure that's what you said. No, I said they're generally terrible. Generally, <laughs> generally it's a pretty broad spectrum there. But I don't think your bad mood, even if you were in a good mood, this would make it a tier two. This is a tier three lazy, lazy movie. I just have to get put the asterisk there. I'm giving it a tier three, but there, honey. My, I said my movie, happy now. My, my poster quote on this one is this movie made me doubt my love for my kids. <laughs> what does that even mean? Because my daughter was like, oh, I really like that movie. And I was like, you little liar. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You didn't laugh once. You were bored. I really liked it. Shut up. In contrast, the other day, parenting 101. <laughs> in contrast, the other day, we got done with, I don't remember what movie it was. It was one of these movies that we watched for the show. And my daughter said, I, I was sitting there bashing on it to my wife. And then my daughter was in the room, mm-hmm. my oldest daughter. And I said, oh, Honey, what did you think of it? And she said, Um, I liked it. And she looked all ashamed. And I said, Darling, you can like movies I don't like. It's fine. Yeah. And I can like, I can like movies that you don't. You can like movies that I don't. And then we hugged. Oh, that was a contrast. That's a good parenting moment. <laughs> Shut up, daughter. <laughs> All right. Next movie is from 2014. It is Song of the Sea. Ben, a young Irish boy, and his little sister, Sersha, a girl who can turn into a seal, go on an adventure to free fairies and save the spirit world. This is one of those I didn't see in the theater because, you know, it's kind of a smaller movie, limited release, an Irish movie. I literally. ran across it on Netflix one time. I'm like, what's this? Yeah, same. You gave it a watch. I saw it on Amazon Prime and... It was one of those pizza and movie nights that we have with the kids. That's, we, that's me. I do that as well. I mean, do you? Dude, parents do Is that this. where you call your kid liars? Kid yes. does it twice a week, actually. So it's <laughs> right. twice just as good. liars more often. Let's just have pizza every <laughs> night. So we watched it, and I was like, cool, I've never seen this movie, and the kids didn't want to watch it because the art style was different than what they're typically very used different, to. Very different, very different. I put this in, and I was like, and eh, let's see what happens. We can turn it off after 10 minutes. I was captivated with this movie. In fact, it ended and I was like, oh, that's really good. The next day I watched this on my own. Did you? Yeah. I watched it twice in two days. Did you eat just so you could eat more pizza? Yeah. I had leftover <laughs> pizza. So good. Mm. This is a tier one movie. It's absolutely beautiful. Every image is, is a painting. 
and the story is great. It's very deep in Irish folklore, mm-hmm. yeah. but it still makes sense. And I so I loved it. It's tier one. And I'm giving this a tier one as well. Awesome. To me, this feels like a, this feels, sounds weird. This sounds film nerdy, but he's a European Miyazaki. Yes. Where it's this very kind of stylized animation, but it's just beautiful to look at. And the story was engaging. Like the whole girl who can turn into a seal. It's like this whole fairy folklore thing. Selkie. My, yeah, a Selkie. My daughters, my, my kids loved, they picked up on it. They loved it. And we talked about it after. So yeah, tier one. I had not even heard of this movie till it was on this list. Yeah. You, you need to see it. Yeah. It's cool. It's on Netflix. You can you can easily catch it. All right. Next movie is from 2002. It is Spirit, Stallion of the Cimarron. You know what I love? Cimarron? You know what I love in movies? Cimarron. Yeah, cuz Cimarron. We all we all agreed that Cimarron was one of the worst best picture winners ever. And this movie, oh, uh, starring Matt Damon, James Cromwell, and Daniel Studi. <laughs> I think I know what Joel's gonna say about this. Wait, can I'll, I'll give oh, the no, I'll sure. give the synopsis too. Yeah, go for it. No. no, no, no. Will you do that noise while I'm doing this? Okay. A wild stallion is captured by humans and slowly loses the will to resist training. I'm Matt Damon, and I'm the narrator of this story. Mm-hmm. And throughout my struggles for freedom, I refuse to let go of the hope of one day returning home to my herd. That is this movie. Matt Damon narrates a cartoon. About a horse in his herd. And it's just this flat narration that makes no sense. Like he gets on there and he's like, I miss the days when the days were long and the days were soft. I don't like the days when they're hard and when they're not easy. But life is not easy and life is hard, but soft is good. That's the narration. That's an exact quote, You're like right? sand. And then the, horse, they don't, the, the animals don't talk. They're just neighing to each other the whole time. This is meant to be, I think, an art piece where it's just like follow everything that happens. There are human characters that talk, obviously, and they mm-hmm. kind of it's the story about the Native Americans being held down. And, and, and no, it's 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 now you talked about Happy Feet being anti-commercialism. Right. Anti, this is this movie is anti-military, anti-settler, yeah. anti-technology. Uh, and it's it, it's just kind of ridiculous, actually, how heavy handed it gets where all the soldiers are bad guys and all the Indians are good guys. And every bit of like, like, then like they're building a railroad at one point, and that's considered bad. Like, they even say Utah. Well, they're like, we're in Utah. Right. And the horse <laughs> decides he's going to save all the other horses who, who have to pull this, these trains up hills. And, you know, but meanwhile, I think the white settlers are over there just, you know, kicking back and drinking cold ones. They didn't do any work, according to this movie. But the mm-hmm. horses are doing all the work. And then he kicks the steam engine down and like frees all the horses. The steam engine goes down, hits into another steam engine. They blow up starts a huge forest fire and i went well good job good job <laughs> spirit you just destroyed the forest idiot this and, and it's named after cimarron how'd you guys yeah. like this movie <laughs> tier one good job idiot <laughs> tier yeah. three for sure this was nominated uh, this is nominated for best anime feature lost his spirited away thank goodness Two spirit movies in the same year. Yeah. Mm. But spirit and also spirit stallion of the Cimarron. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible title. <laughs> Was that parcel tongue? Yes. <laughs> You're a Slytherin. Uh, I knew it. Three. He is tier a Slytherin. Three. All right. From 2014, The Book of Life. Starring Diego Luna, Zoe Saldana, Channing Tatum, Christina Applegate, Ice Cube, Ron Perlman, and Kate the Castillo. He really brings some atmosphere to the place, though. You he know? does. Yeah. Manolo, a young man who is torn between fulfilling the expectations oh, this of his family you'll do. and following his art, embarks on an adventure that spans three fantastic worlds where he must face his greatest fears. Australian or Spanish? He's it good. It became with. both. He's Scottish. Why not? Why not both? Porque no los dos? 
booking on those dolls? Uh, distributed by 20th Century Fox and made $99 million on a $50 million budget, so about broke even. So I didn't see this one when it first came out, but it was recommended to me about two years ago by one of our coworkers, Whitney. And I was like, oh, cool. Maybe I'll watch it. You know, that's fine. And I watched it probably on a, a, movie, a pizza and a movie night. So you're in a good mood. I was in a good mood. Right. That's probably why you no, liked and it. It's, My it's, bad mood was during pizza movie night, so that's not a guarantee. That's the oh. thing. Most of these times, like, I'll sit and watch the movie with the kids, and I'll I'll just tune out, or I'll look at my phone and be like, oh, no, that's funny. That joke is funny, I guess. And then he calls them liars after, because he wasn't paying attention. Liar. This movie, it's so colorful that I was like, I'm going to pay attention, and what? Channing Tatum's in this movie? It's going to really be terrible. Joel, I know you're going to disagree, because we've kind of talked about this before. I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was Channing Tatum was what did it. Yeah, I, I think really enjoyed Channing. That's Tatum. actually why he's only into. Uh, Where are you going with this, <laughs> Jake? Kingsman. The Anything Circle. to do with yeah, magic? Kingsman, Kingsman. Anything to do with magic? Kingsman. Nope, just Kingsman. Okay, thank you. No, I think this movie is beautiful. It's a great story, and yeah, I, I'd watch this again and again. I think it's easy tier one. I will not deny the beauty of this movie. When they go to the to the land of the dead, uh, it is, and it's a great story of love beautiful. as well. Yeah, well, and it's, it's dark, too. Like, people yeah. die in this movie, which mm-hmm. is kind of like, oh, hey, kids, uh, they'll be fine. They're animated. And just the way it's told it's is It's very cool. unique animation, very, very stylized, and like I said, very beautiful. I am I am anticipating Coco, because it looks very... The Pixar movie that's going to come out, it's going to be similar to that. Copying, yeah. But I gave it a tier two, just because I have not really had a you, desire you to revisit feel... this, but in the moment, I was like, wow, that was really pretty. But that's all I can remember is okay. pretty. I feel like it's a great story. Yeah. And a ton of mythology, too, that we don't see in movies. Until yeah. Pixar makes it a thing and everyone goes, well, finally, we get to see the, you know, the Mexican folklore. <laughs> uh, finally, huh? <laughs> sure. <laughs> He's not bitter. Nothing was good till Pixar. And listener, in case you're confused, Book of Life does start with a, a B, but we're going with the thes before. Yeah. Yeah. So all the T's. Uh, and let's save the next one for last. Yeah. Even. So the next movie here is going to be from 2017, and it is the Lego Batman movie. Directed by Chris McKay. So he's, um, I guess he's doing the upcoming Nightwing movie mm-hmm. in the DCEU. I saw that too. Which is kind of interesting. Uh, starring Will Arnett, Michael Sarah, Zach Galifianakis, Mariah Carey. <laughs> Who is else? Is that the Nightwing cast or the Lego sorry, movie cast? Uh, Lego Ray movie. <laughs> oh yeah, Ray Fiennes. And then a whole bunch of just... Character voice actors as well. A cooler than ever, Bruce Wayne must deal with the usual suspects as they plan to rule Gotham City while discovering that he has accidentally adopted a teenage orphan who wishes to become his sidekick. I'm Batman. This, this is a this is a Warner Brothers, and it's it's a spinoff of the Lego movie, which we talked about this kind of in our uh, first show when we talked about the Lego movie. How you said, is Batman the best part? And I said, I didn't like Batman as the, as the... I think he was the best part in the original Lego movie. Mm-hmm. But this movie... I'm, I'm going to poison the whale here a bit, if I may. Let's hear it. it. Let's hear it. If you are a true Batman fan, uh-huh. you'll love this movie and give it a tier one. <laughs> <laughs> because this movie has so many in references to all the past Batman incarnations, whether it be Adam West or Michael Keaton or and like random villains from like the series. And I loved it. I thought it was so funny. But how's all- the movie itself? Like, <laughs> I, sure, it has the references. But that thing is like every time they, it wasn't like that was the driving the story. They kind of throw it away like there's a reference. And I'm like, I get that. I get where you're going with that. And I thought that the whole point of the Joker wanting to be Batman's villain, like it was like a relationship thing, was really kind of funny. How he's like, no, we're we're arch nemeses. And he's like, no, we're not. Yeah, we are. I'm, I'm your arch nemesis. No. And then they end up breaking up. I thought Michael Sarah did a fantastic job as the naive Robin. I thought he and it was great to put kind of the darker Christopher Nolan type Batman against the Burt Ward 
goofy Robin together in a movie. So I'm giving this a tier one without question. This tier should be one. called the Lego pandering movie because that's all this movie does. Is Not a true Batman fan. Oh, yeah. Not a true Batman fan. This destroys the whole Batman mythology. This is the family guy of Lego movies. <laughs> we found every joke we could about Batman. We're going to throw in these references. And to be honest with you, the first 15 minutes, Kid. I loved this movie. I was like, this is the funniest movie. And they showed all these random villains. And I was like, thank you for doing this. And I was like, wait, that's that's not Robin at all. In any incarnation. Oh, Batman's in love with but Barbara he's okay Gordon? with uh, the Joker playing Lex Luthor in Batman v Superman. How is he not Robin? What? How, how is uh, Michael Sarah not huh? Robin? What do you mean he's not Robin? The, no, he doesn't play. That's not Dick Grayson's character at all. And neither is my neither Bruce is Wayne Eisenberg is love with Barbara Gordon Lex in this Luther. in this one. This movie made the Lego movie great for me because the more I think about Lego <laughs> Batman movie, the more I hate it, actually. And then at the you end they're Batman. like and look, I think it's funny to be like, here's every monster ever. Right. They had they had Daleks like, in there for that's out funny, loud. but then I was like, oh wait. There's Daleks in this? Yeah. And I enjoy that it's the Bat family movie, but it's not the one I wanted. And then it became just we fight everything. Isn't that crazy? Zach Galifianakis as the Joker. Like, I liked that the Joker... I liked who, who the Joker was in this movie, but I thought he did a terrible job. I thought he did great. I thought this movie was force-fed. No way. Like, IV sugar that never shut it was up. so entertaining. It's tier two. I watched the trailer, mm-hmm. and... That was kind of my impression, so I didn't watch it's, it. I it was afraid. No, it's fine. Because you, so you guys hard. are on the same level of Batman fandom, so that's nice fine. <laughs> hey, how's how Family that, Guy like, treating you? How does that feel, by the way, to know that you're the same level of Batman fandom as Jake? Oh, Jake's tier one Batman fan? Yep. Jake, yeah. high, high five. five. Yeah. Air five. I'm sure he is. <laughs> name, name the two Batman actors I didn't name in my list of Batman actors. I didn't pay attention to what you're saying. See? Yeah, I didn't pay attention to what you were saying either. <laughs> All right. Hey, Next movie. guess what? Lego Batman, not bacon cell approved. <laughs> oh, I love being on you the winning side. You guys can't even high five that. <laughs> you guys can't even high five that. Psh, psh. Pow. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next yeah, movie. The high five was about as valid as their opinion. Mm-hmm. Is from 2012, The Lorax. Starring Zac Efron, Taylor Swift, <laughs> and Danny DeVito. Ugh. Hold on. Let me find the synopsis for Fern Gully real quick. <laughs> <laughs> A 12-year-old boy searches for the one thing that will enable him to win the affection of the girl of his dreams. To find it, he must discover the story of the Lorax, the grumpy yet charming creature who fights to protect his world. So we have a very, very short story. And Dr. Seuss is great. And the book, no one I like the Lorax that. book. And so what they did is they added a lot of color and actually some fun songs. There, This movie has some fun songs. But mm, man. I have some fun songs. Do you? Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> but I, and honestly, I'll say this. Danny DeVito, great as the Lorax. His, he is the Lorax because Danny DeVito mm-hmm. looks like the Lorax in real life. <laughs> Doesn't he? I can see that. But then you throw Ed Helms and Ed Helms has to sing in every dang movie he's in. It's not good. Zac Efron, Taylor Swift, Betty White's here. This it's, movie, it's obvious they were pandering with the casting where it's like, hey, right. we got Taylor Swift and Zac Efron kids. Come see our movie. Yeah. Oh, by the way, heavy-handed message, heavy-handed message, heavy-handed message. Yeah. It's a tier three. It was terrible. And here's another fun fact about this movie. So it's all about, this movie's all about uh, a town where they've gotten rid of every tree ever. There's no trees. There's no environment. They've destroyed the environment. And yet they had over 70 product integration deals for this film, including a number of non-environmental products. And so I think, you know, if you you owned one of these products, it means you were supporting the Lorax, right? Mm -hmm. 
Including the Mazda CX-5 SUV. <laughs> Is that true? That's true. <laughs> Mazda used the likeness of the Lorax setting and characters in an advertisement for their CX-5 SUV. Oh, I got tier one. Ken, what do you Change drive? Tier what one. You, what do you drive, Ken? Ken? Tier one, CX-5. <laughs> so Ken, it's, it's, its new name is the Lorax. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's the Onceler. Oh, man. <laughs> you did that, Joel. I didn't do that. But yes, this is a tier three. It's terrible. Can we go and ride in the Lorax later, Kent? Uh, what is yours? Because you have a CX-9. We'll call yours the Lorax. Mine's the Onceler. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is so weird. All right. From 1978, we have the animated The Lord of the Rings. Now, lest you think we're not going to talk about The Hobbit, we're not. Because <laughs> Lord of the Rings was theatrically released. Lest you think yeah. normally leads to... I know. Yeah. Okay. That's why. I, it's the mislead. Uh, but Lord of the Rings was a was a box office, whereas Hobbit was a TV movie. And we are not doing TV movies in this in these episodes. But we may someday. One day. In season nine. Yeah. Starring uh, John Hurt and Anthony Daniels. The so... The Fellowship of the Ring embark on a journey to destroy the One Ring and end Sauron's reign over Middle Earth. We all know that story, right? <laughs> yeah, but it do. ends. This sounds familiar. It ends strangely at the end of the second movie. That's the weird part book. about this because I was watching this and this is a great condensed version of the story for kids. Yes, like this is you can throw this on for your younger viewers and it is scary. What's the runtime? Not too it? scary. Uh, it's not long. It's like just about two hours, I think. I think it's about two twelve. Is it over? Because it is a little bit long. That's fairly long. Yeah. 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 But they fit in two whole books into it. And I don't know what happened. I kept trying to figure out why, because it was a financial success. People liked it. And then they just never. They, they made Return of the King, but it's a completely different animation yeah, studio. It's a completely different studio, completely different look. Yes. It's not the same one. But this is good. good Joel, can I ask you this? Uh, you were surprised, right? Yes. As was I. Jake, they do something really weird where the animation style, it's really kind of crummy looking, like mm -hmm. almost purposely just well, the old 70s animation. Well, yes, yeah, but right? then they do this thing where whenever they film orcs, yes. they basically do it behind like it's, giant canvases and it's people dressed up. They call it rotoscoping. Where they, really? yeah, rotoscoping. they film real people and then they trace over the people to make it look animated. So then they're they're real, but they're animated yeah, at yeah, the same I've time. Yeah, I've seen this. I've and seen it's, this dynamic it feels different like because like you have the you have the hobbits running around then you have the orcs and they feel like otherworldly which is impressive if it was so for huh. me if this movie actually finished and if the if the battle scenes because the battle scenes were really confusing mm -hmm. there wasn't a lot no. going on there and the last 20 minutes was a giant it was hem, it was deep. deep and it was just like people running back and forth and retreating and coming back yeah and so i was like watching it and i'm like this is tier one i love this and then it kind of fell apart and totally fell apart at the end. It's a tier two for me. If it would have finished, if it, if they would have had one more movie to kind of tie it in or even gone a th three hours, yes. this would have been a tier one. Agreed. Oh, but you it's guys a, are... It's a tier two. Yeah. You guys are a team again. All right. Next movie. He's a Lord of the Rings fan. I'll, I'll acknowledge that. <laughs> From the year 2000, we have The Road to El Dorado. Starring Kenneth Branagh, Kevin Klein, and Rosie Perez. That's really all you need to know. Two swindlers get their hands on a map to the fabled city of gold, El Dorado. And I didn't know what to expect going into this movie, but apparently this was modeled after the old Road 2 movies with Bing Crosby and Bob Hope. Right. Which I really enjoy those. Great buddy you know, comedies. You know those, right, Jacob? Yeah. Yeah. So the, it's that style of comedy. And I feel like this movie is an example of what, when you, what happens when you put good characters in a bad movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because the two main characters, I can't even remember their names right now, Kevin Klein and Kenneth Branagh, whoever they play, uh, they are, their chemistry is good. It is. And they're witty and they're bantering and it's really fun, but they have nowhere to go with it. And Rosie Perez, I, I've never really liked her as an actress. 
And I don't I, know who that is. The animation is really good in this movie. Uh, Elton John does the music, which is weird, and it's not great. El Dorado. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> but here's the thing: like, I think the animation is good. The characters are good. There's not much to do in their movie at all, and it's kind of the Prince of Egypt's fault because they were they were uh, doing Prince of Egypt around the same time DreamWorks was, and uh, DreamWorks is that right? That sounds right. DreamWorks yes, is, it is sure. Prince of Egypt, yeah. Uh, but then, so all the main animators were working on Prince of Egypt, and they kind of handed this one off to the other ones, and everyone's attention was more on Prince of Egypt, and I think that's why this movie suffered. Because mm. I would like to see these two characters and do something else. Same. It was fun, but tier two. Tier two. Tier two. All right, from 1998, the Rugrats movie. Starring E.G. Daly, Kent. Oh, E.G. Daly, the world-famous A-lister. I'm going to pull her up just so you can... It's Elizabeth Daly or E.G. Daly. You'd recognize her if you saw her. She's a voice in a lot of things. Then why would he recognize her if he saw her? Because she was in uh, Dottie in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. She was in Better Off Ted, Dead. Not Better Off Dead. So Elizabeth Daly? Yeah. I thought you said E.B. E.G. Daly or e. Elizabeth Daly. Could she you do E.G. Daly's voice as you're doing the synopsis? I don't think I can. It's that really high-pitched one. But Tommy, Chucky, Phil, and Lil, and newborn baby Dill get lost in the forest. I hate the show, and the movie didn't let me down. <laughs> I hate Rugrats. You I think the animation... Rugrats? Looks like someone vomited on a piece of paper. That's kind of what Nickelodeon was going for back then. No, yeah, and that's their thing. There's a scene where they go, all the, the all the kids go into a nursery and they see these newborn babies and they look like the toxic Avenger just had <laughs> offspring. <laughs> and they start singing this weird jazzy song that I was like, what? I watched this two nights ago and I was like put off by this movie. Mm-hmm. It was hideous, boring, and it's under an hour and a half. It's maybe an hour and 20 minutes. Probably. And I was like, why make this? It didn't really seem consequential other than the fact that Dill was born. Like, it was a big moment for... What's, what's Dill's last name? Pickle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yep. So, Joel, did you give it a tier one? Well, I'll tell you a story. So, I went to go see this movie in theaters, and but it was after it had been out a while. Because we you like the cartoon enough, right? Yeah, I like the cartoon enough. Yeah. And I think we went there on a date. It was like a group date, maybe. But we went to go see it, and it was at a theater in Clearfield. And we walked in, and this guy went... Uh, you guys coming to see the movie? We're like, yeah. And he's like, okay. Well, if we don't get a few more people, we probably won't be able to show it. What? You're paying customers. The theater, well, the theater was empty. And he said, if we don't get so many people in here, it's not going to be worth the time to run it. <laughs> but they got just enough and we were able to watch the movie. I thought it was fine. I'm going to give it a tier two just for nostalgia reasons. Because yeah. you're on a date. Yeah. No, I, I, I like the Rugrats. I think they're fine. Yeah. And I, I liked the story of uh, Tommy learning to love his little brother. Because they have kind of that relationship of like he stole his baby Ugh, thing. Love. I hated this movie so much. <laughs> There's that moment when Tommy realizes his little brother's scared and he goes and comforts him. And it's very sweet. And then he calls him a liar. <laughs> a liar. Remember how in the in part one of this non-Disney show, I was like watching all these movies with dates. My yeah, dates clearly ended with these movies. So, <laughs> all right, let's move on to the next. All right, what are we at? The Secret of Kells from 2009, starring a bunch of Irish people. A young boy in a remote medieval outpost under siege from barbarian raids is beckoned to adventure when a celebrated master illuminator arrives with an ancient book brimming with secret wisdom and powers. Brimming, you say? And this is the same studio that did Song of the Sea. And it has a very similar animation style. Yeah. Beautiful. It's it's very unique. Like, you watch this movie, it's definitely one that sticks out animation-wise. But I felt like this one got a little too deep into the Irish folklore. So much. You, that is a great point. And I had no investment in the movie. Did you feel... Point. See, I felt cold and confused I by fe- this movie. I felt sleepy. Like, Oh, you did? Well, it has beautiful, soft music. And kind right. of, 
like the the priest Brendan Gleeson talks like this almost the entire time in a very hushed tone, and it makes me it just soothes me. I did fall asleep during this movie, and I had to wake up and rewind it and watch the ending again because I fell asleep for like the last ten minutes, and I was like, Ugh. Joel, did you were you here last night? Did you read my journal? That's exactly what happened to me. Yeah. All of a sudden I woke up and I saw this kind of book open up and I was like, oh, this must be the big ending. Like it's getting really loud. Yeah. Credits rolled. This is actually from him reading your journal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I felt the same way. So when I rewound it and I said, I must have missed something big because no, it, it built up to this thing where it was going to be so great. And there's this spirit in the woods that, that was actually a pretty cool thing. Yeah. And I was like, there's going to be a big ending and nothing really happens at the end. No. And I'm like, he writes the book. I said, maybe I should just be Irish. Is that like your journal too? And this is all, <laughs> the, the, Aww. this is all about an actual book, the book of Kells, an illuminated manuscript in Latin containing the four gospels. And it's one, a very famous book in Dublin, Ireland. But mm-hmm. here I was like, I don't really know Ireland. what this book is. I don't like, really care. The whole movie, they're afraid of Vikings and the Vikings is the animation style is really great. And the, the Vikings are scary and they kill people. Yeah. A lot of people. Yeah, was, a lot of people. Yeah. In real life, too. So, All right. Next movie is from 1994, The Page Master. Directed by Joe Johnston. Joe, Joe, Joe Johnston. We like, we like Joe Johnston. Not really. You don't like Joe Johnston? I mean, he's he, did, a, like he did The Rocketeer. I'll give did, him that. The Rocketeer, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Jumanji, Captain America, The First Avenger. Come on. Okay. The other movies up, up until the last one. <laughs> so this movie stars Macaulay Culkin, Christopher Lloyd, Ken Whoopi Goldberg. Ken is hate on Marvel. That's, the, that's what you're saying about. I did. So, Joel, what's this about? Cowardly boy who buries himself in accidental statistics enters a library to escape a storm, only be left home alone. (laughs) Well done. (laughs) (laughs) So it starts out live action as this kid going into a library, and then it turns into animated, and it's about the boy just trying to get out of this animated library. And he has three friends, fantasy, adventure, and horror, who are three genres who are represented by books, and they help him through his journey. Uh, By the way, uh, horror is voiced by Frank Welker. Oh, is he a voice actor? I don't know anything about voice actors. Yeah, I thought not. Huh. This movie seems like it was made in a weekend. <laughs> like, didn't it feel that way to you? That's how they hired Frank like, Walker. Macaulay Culkin is famous right now. Can we get him in to just voice this character real quick? We don't really have a movie, but we're going to show a lot of covers of books, and we're going to talk about three of them. But. But what? This felt like Wishbone to me. Good call. This felt like yeah. Wishbone because it introduces a bunch of characters like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, Moby Dick. Um, I can't remember any off the top of my head right now. Those are the only two that came to mind. But a couple other characters, famous literary characters. And I thought that's kind of fun to be able to kind of expose kids to, hey, here's this character <laughs> you're going to learn about one day. Expose kids to horror when he's walking through the halls and is like The Shining, Salem's Lot. Yeah. I'm all, what? I mean, I get that they're horror books, but... Do kids need to know this right now? They're not going to know what those are. Well, sure. I mean, but I feel like that was like, my daughter's only gotten I'm drawing this this weekend misery. and this is my Easter egg. Kids, prepare to be disappointed when you're older and watch those. <laughs> well, they're books, so you read them. Jake or read yeah. them. <laughs> but Jake got lost in a, he hit his head in a blockbuster <laughs> video and uh, yeah, he dreamed all this stuff. <laughs> That's where it should have happened. He's watching Ooh. Ghoulies 2 for some reason. That's what's going to happen. When the blockbuster when they remake, master. Yeah. When they remake Page Master, it's going to be that. It's yeah, going to okay. be about videos. <laughs> this is a tier three for me. I gave it a tier two. Just really lackluster. The animation was bad. It was fine. Like it wasn't, I didn't think it was as bad as some of the other movies we saw in here. Mm. All right, guys, four more. Let's do this. But, um, from 2015, the peanuts movie, we don't really, the starring, there's not really anyone famous in there. Snoopy embarks upon his greatest mission as he and his team take to the skies to pursue their arch nemesis. While his best pal, Charlie Brown begins his own epic quest back home to win the love of his life. Will he do it? That sounds familiar. It's because it is 
you it's the exact peanut story you expect. I have a confession to make and I want to apologize to Greg from Greg's Guide. Never been a Charlie Brown fan. Okay. I I mean great pumpkin, good stuff, the Christmas one, good. But when they do like an arbor it's it's Arbor Day Charlie Brown, you know, stuff like that. I don't really care, but I will say they nailed the look of this movie in the modern age. Because they, they went, you they know, updated old school. It. Like right. they, they updated the look. It's like this flat 3D. It's kind of bizarre because the the characters like they draw on the faces, but the the bodies are 3D. Yes, but it feels like you know Linus Linus's blanket. Is, is Linus has the blanket? Crap. Yes. Don't know. Yes. Is it? It is. Okay. It feels like the comforting warmth of Linus's blanket. Like I watch this going. This is so familiar. This feels like I want it to feel. And why? Because it was kept in the family. Yeah, the Schultz family. Charles Schultz's son and grandson were the ones who wrote this movie, who supervised it. They only licensed one movie to Fox to let them do this. And they nailed it. This is a tier one. Wow. You're going to get some love from Greg. This movie made me a Charlie Brown fan. Almost put it tier one. In fact, this is what I debated between Five of Goes West and this one. Because this is a very good movie. You know, it's kind of, it's it's simple and similar to other Charlie Brown movies, but I really feel like they nailed everything they needed to and didn't really need to update the look too much. And it's heartwarming. Yeah, it's a tier two. Yeah. High tier two. So we don't agree, but we both agree that we were surprised by how much, how well it did, how well it kept the spirit of Charles Schultz. It's amazing to me how many of these movies I have avoided from not having kids and how many you have watched probably simply because. Yeah. Or because of bacon sale. (laughs) Or because of bacon sale. That's true. All right. Next is Thumbelina from 1994. This is a Don Bluth movie and it stars Jodie Benson, also known as the Little Mermaid, and Gilbert Gottfried and Carol Channing. And Charo. And Charo. 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 Good girl. Charo. Good girl. So the tiny girl, what? This is it? Yeah. <laughs> the tiny girl meets a fairy prince who saves her from creatures of the woods. I Ooh. wrote that in my sleep last night. <laughs> <laughs> and it's based on folklore. This is a traditional tale. Um, Kent, I'm going to give my argument in song, but not my song. I am going to play the Razzie award winning song by Barry Manilow, who did the soundtrack for this. Yes. Mary the Mole. Wow. We're very much in love when they were wed. This is Carol Channing. She is they bad. They honored every vow. So where are they now? Euthanasia. They're dead. Dead. Very, very dead. That's what you want in a kid's movie. It's like Romeo and Juliet. They're dead. Thumbelina, your brain's so itty bitty. I thought you were going to sing to No. I can't do Carol Channing. I'm glad you didn't. But kind of sad, too. (laughs) So stupid. We should have had a whole show for over this. Because she just says Mary the Mole for the last little bit. Thumbelina is a vapid character with no personality. And she goes from one bad situation to the other and goes... Oh, I don't like this situation. Oh, God. And then she accepts it, and then she gets taken out of that situation. And she keeps trying to get back home, but she does nothing to save herself. That song proves how bad this movie is. Tier three. Okay, I went tier two on this one because... No, you did not. I did. Tier because, one. Oh, my tier gosh. One. <laughs> I said tier two, not tier one. I know, but even that, this was terrible. It, it's hard for me to give any like true Don Bluth, Gary Goldman movie a tier three. In this movie, the animation is pretty good. 
Mm-hmm. And it's it's a classic tale. Yes, it's a weird story about you know human trafficking, <laughs> but it but basically is the frogs. No, it really is. Like, I want the Mary Carter. But it, it's a tier two, just no. for the fantasy. Element. This almost bankrupted. Uh, oh, is this the two. movie? This is this is one that kind of got them in deep water because uh, it grossed eleven point four million against a budget of twenty eight million. Wow, half of its budget. Yikes! Not even half. Oh, it's so bad. Tier three. All right, next one is Titan A from the year 2000. Also a Don Bluth and Gary Goldman production. Is it? Starring Matt Damon and Drew Barrymore. The same team that did Thumbelina did this one. A young man learns he has to find an, a hidden Earthship before an enemy alien species does in order to secure the survival of humanity. And is the pattern we've established for Don Bluth movies. He teams it up uh, at hand-drawn animation with breaking the cutting edge CG. So it's interesting because this came out in 2000. That looks bad. This was kind of a newer thing. Like this was a, a really new thing, actually, mixing the 2D with CG. And the alien race, they, the horde or the purge or whatever they're called, the scourge, maybe they're all CG. And yeah. honestly, the first 10 minutes of this are like tier one. You see this like escape from Earth as the this alien species is coming down. I'm like, oh, this is going to be really good. And then it becomes a boring space adventure where not much really happens. And they try to come up with surprises like a, and twists, but not the of chosen one sort of story. And they have the water world map on his hand, right? And whatever. Um, and this one, this one actually did. Uh, it was a budget of seventy-five to ninety million, and it only made thirty-six point eight back. Wow! It lost big, and it led to the closure of Fox Animation. Wow. They, they went bankrupt and closed it down. It's a I, terrible title, if nothing else. I get this one and Treasure Planet confused, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, me too, me too. Yeah. But this one for me is a tier two. The animation is still, uh, the 2D animation, I don't care for the CG. Why are you The 2D animation is pretty spectacular. Hmm. It, it's a tier three. Like, this is one that they, it, it's very, very captured in the 2000s. Like, the, oh, yeah. the soundtrack is like, and the hairstyle oh, the, is just it, like. Who's in the soundtrack? Is it lit? I think so. Seriously, I think it's lit. I, maybe Zebrahead. It's one of those. Uh, Hold on, I really want to look that up because you just brought it up. Good Charlotte's probably in there somewhere. Okay, so it had uh, <laughs> lit Power Man Five Thousand. Oh, okay, uh, they had Jamiroquai, Wailing Souls, and Luscious Jackson. A lot of uh, very two thousandy bands there. Are you gentlemen ready? Sort of. For the last one. Guys, the time has come for the very last one. The very, very last one. We've gone through 34 of these so far, though it may feel like 134. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it it does. really does. It feels like a lot. It and if we like missed any, we're not doing this again. The last movie, gentlemen, is from 1998, The Land Before Time. An orphan brontosaurus teams up with other young dinosaurs. In order to reunite with their families in a valley. Yup, yup, yup. That's the plot. <laughs> Nicely done. This movie made me cry over a dead brontosaurus. <laughs> brontosaurus don't exist. What? Brontosaurus don't exist. Shh, he's going to cry again, Joel. <laughs> Be careful. It's Joel. not. They're not brontosaurus anymore. They're like allo, allo, Brachiosaurus. Something. Diplodocus. Like they, they basically found out that brontosaurus was a younger version of a dinosaur they Joel. already Joel. discovered. Joel, this is a cartoon. Okay? You just call him a little foot. Oh, cute little little foot. This movie, outside of the... Uh, how many kids do you have again, Joel? Uh, 12,000. 12,000. Outside of the 12,000 sequels that this movie has, it went straight to video, <laughs> which I'm 13. sure we're doing a show There's on actually that. 13 direct-to-video sequels and a television series and merchandise. But this was a monumental movie for me, and I 12? feel like... 13. 13. Yeah, 13. My goodness. This was a very, 
very good movie about a group of kids trying to survive in a really hazardous wasteland. Well, so this is a Don Bluth picture, which means it was dark. So dark, in fact, that Spielberg said, no, you got to cut stuff or we're going to have kids crying outside the theater. But we did cry. We cried anyways. They cut 10 minutes of footage. 19 fully animated scenes cut so they could get the G rating instead of a PG rating. Most of those were the sharp tooth coming in and, and killing people. Do you remember, by the way, Kent, the Pizza Hut? I was about to say the same thing. The, the puppets. The rubber dolls. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, we went straight to Pizza Hut after this. And that's when you get your the book it and the personal pan pizzas. And you get the cup and then you they, get the... This was when like fast food places and Pizza Hut, they actually had toys for kids. And they had like legit rubber puppets of the characters. Like it was, it was a good toy to get. And I think everyone wanted them. Yes. But yep, uh, yep, yep. And then Don Bluth had yep, yep, yep. And then Don Bluth had nothing to do. Like him and his team have nothing to do with any of the sequels. Like it was just this one, and then they were kind of done. And uh, it grossed nearly eighty four million worldwide. And it stars Pat Hingle, that's Garland, it? and Judy Judith Barsi. That have was you, the first one. Have you seen this one? Jake? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Did you cry? Yeah, I think I don't remember. I remember being really sad, and I remember being kind of scared of it. Actually, yeah, it's scary. Time. Yeah, like, the you, whole thing's dark. It's didn't stormy. you put this in your soundtracks? I did. Uh, as one of your favorites, James yeah, Horner. It's, my favorite, James Horner. Yeah, because it's solid. See, it's it's okay. Uh, really? Just okay? You and the whole it, soundtrack is You want to give it your tier, Kent? I'll give it my tier. Oh, it's tier one. It's tier two. It's, it's, no, <gasps> it's no Batman Lego soundtrack. <laughs> Hold Kent, on. I watched this one. Anastasia and Land Before Time are tier two. Yes. Are you freaking kidding me? No. That is pretty A shocking. A bear Joel. not pooping in the woods is tier one. <laughs> yes. And Anastasia in this movie are tier two. <laughs> yes. Because Land Before Time is what? Just call it the constipated 71 bear. minutes maybe. And ten, how palatable for children. Ten, 10 minutes at the beginning is an unrelated animal floating around the water. I just watched this just barely. I'm like, kids, kids, come watch Land Before Time. And I'm watching. I'm like, this isn't as good as I remember. And then I watched the whole movie, a paper thin plot. Did Not your re- kids like it's it? It's basically Ice Age. It's the plot of Ice Age. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the thing. Ice and Age then, is new. So it's a copy of this and it's stupid. And then at the end, they flash back to things. They spend like a five minute flashback scene on scenes you just saw just to pad the runtime. It's not as good as you remember, Kent. I know our dreams will never <laughs> die. But did your kids like it? They Well, they liked almost every movie we watched. <laughs> kids are dumb. But I told them that was okay. <laughs> That's what I tell my kids. I'm, give, I'm giving it a tier two only because watching it again. Watching it again. Have, what was the last time you guys watched it? I'm never watching this again because I don't want to have my childhood ruined. I watched it every pizza night. <laughs> watch it again and you'll put it down to a tier two as well. In fact, every Shame listener who's getting mad at me right now, watch it again. It's on Netflix. Someone's going to come and say, I just watched this a month ago. Yeah. And you're crazy. That's then, what they're yeah. going to say. And then Bacon Cell, whoever that is, will be like, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you're a liar. <laughs> <laughs> whoever that is. And we're like, who let Ken on social media again? Yeah. And I wish I, I wish I could have loved it as much, but watching it again, it just wasn't as good. You have no music in your heart. <laughs> Unbelievable. Hashtag Joel 2017. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is harsh. Jeez. That is harsh. It's not harsh. I gave it. A, you, it's upper tier two. You broke my Ooh. heart with that one. It's upper yeah, tier that two. That was more sad than the movie itself. Really. <laughs> it really was. Yeah. Actually, the first time, yeah. a few years back, I tried to watch it with my kids. And right at the beginning, I was like, they're too young. They're too young because they were getting really emotionally invested when the mom mm-hmm. died. And I went, well, yeah. we're going to watch something else, kids. But they yeah, I remember it. when the mom died. I was like, oh my gosh, what is happening? Is this real? This is terrible. Yeah. I just yeah. watched it. Huh. It's not as good as you remember, Jacob. It probably uh, is. It probably is. I'm going to watch it tonight. <laughs> so there you go. We've gotten through. We did it. All the non-Disney animated movies we wanted to get through. 
and some we didn't want to get through. Please don't recommend anymore. Because if we did, if we did, because if we did another one, it would be like a seaside. Oh, kind yeah. of like the it, no deep cats cuts. don't dance. <sighs> Ones like that that really hoodwinked. Gonna, it's going to be all tier two and tier three. Actually, I liked hoodwinked. Mm-hmm. It was pretty entertaining. I mean, mm-hmm. better than Lamb Before Time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it is. <laughs> I would probably give it a tier one. <gasps> I'd have to watch it again though. It's, it's no Shrek Light. It's the songs are actually really entertaining. <laughs> Happily never after, too. I mean, you want to put it in there? That one wasn't as good. I didn't like that one. Are you sure? Yeah. Hmm. All right. Let the record show. Hoodwinked. Better than Lamb Before Time. (laughs) (laughs) That's not official because it wasn't in this one. It's not Baconzilla Peru. No. no. But if you want to find me, you can find me at 76 Joel on Twitter or at Quickwits. They perform every Saturday night at the Midville Performing Arts Theater. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the Quickwits Facebook page. If you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. If you want want to find my movie reviews, it's showtimeshowdown.com. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob A. Rogers. Also find Bacon Sale there on Twitter at Bacon Sale. Go to our Facebook page as well and, and like that page. This is the end of the episode. Yup, yup, yup. Singing a primary song. Regina Spectre, maybe? Kid wants to know how to train his dragon. Is a road that I want to keep burning. Love is a boat that I want to keep stirring. I don't know the lyrics. It's a, it's a boat that he. It's a gravy boat. Yeah, he wants to stir, <laughs> stir the gravy boat. The gravy boat. <laughs> he makes good decisions. I'm judging you for the rest of the show. When is that? Is that different from any other <laughs> this show? This is going to be new. I miss the days when the days were long and the days were soft. I don't like the days when they're hard and when they're not easy. But life is not easy, and life is hard, but soft is good. That's the one where the little baby dolphin breathes in his own farts. They made this with Kazaa. The Oath of Gahul. And then he went to the Sword of Cathar and cut off the head of Monroar to create the gem of Blekantar. Ah, but Joel, they invented a new algorithm to get feathers to ruffle when air goes past them. I really like King Julian. I knew it. I knew it. Every time he comes on the scene, I'm like, yes, King Julian is back. Boog. Boog. <laughs> Elliot. Elliot. In a robot world. <laughs> you want to track your statement now, punk? <laughs> it's a gangster story for kids. After I saw this movie, Shark Tale is my greatest fear. <laughs> my wife made me say this. Keep I that. shouldn't read this, but I'm going to. Keep that secret, kids. <laughs> this movie made me doubt my love for my kids. I really liked it. Shut up. Did somebody say James McAvoy? Tier <laughs> <laughs> one from Ken. That's the beast. Happy feet made me want to club a bunch of penguins. See, I felt cold and confused. The owls of Gahoo. <laughs> is how you remind me <laughs> fly Daniel Dolphin fly <laughs>